Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Neil, Neil. Call 560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Why are you airing sh- like this? I'm not supposed to be shopping at Jockbuster, but it's right on the way to the arena. And if I would have had any brains, I would have gone to Blockbuster before the game, which I did, got all this great music, got back in the car, and gone back home. But I didn't do it. Oh, by the way, I get a spy report that this morning, 9.35 a.m., while I was sitting here listening to music, which George is the witness, not listening to the worst team. I did listen this morning, coming to work, by the way, hoping to get some information about when Pavel Bury will be back and how long that uh, sprained knee is going to be acting up, et cetera, and so on, which I really heard nothing about that. But anyway, I do get a spy report about the fact that Geldy is, like, desperate at this point and looking to get into a pissing con- uh, uh, contest with me. Ain't going to happen, sweetheart. And the only reason I spent two minutes on the show yesterday responding is because I was talking about something that you said that you were wrong about, something specific, not just making, you know, a personal attack. Like, I have to prove myself to this little pipsqueak. 
Oh, it's because he made a mistake about Theo Fleury. And he doesn't respond to that. He responds by making a personal attack. Let me just say this, and then I'll move on to the real show. Geldy, every person I know in the business, including the two lunkheads you work with on the show in the morning, every one of them agrees on one thing. You don't belong on the air. So you can talk about CBS and Westwood One and this one. Everybody I know in this industry agrees on that point. You don't belong on the air. But beside that. So anyway, NBC6 calls George this morning to show you. I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a day. I thought we had the ball game today. I have my dates wrong. That's tomorrow. We have a short show. We have a short one. So today I got a long one. Yes! I am just uh, going to go ape because everything that I see, you know, every single day that I live in this town, it bears out what I've always said. Makes me think. Oh, God! And I might even know what I'm talking about some of the time. Including some of the mail I got this morning, which I'll save for a little later on, by the way. Some really juicy mail. Last night, I mean, what what words can you use other than choking dogs to describe that third period at the Macarena last night? They stunk. What, what words could anybody, what vocabulary could you possibly have to describe what we saw? And then before that, I did hear the last three minutes because I turned the monitor up before we come on here this uh, every morning. See, now I understand why Geldy didn't know about the Theo Ferry incident in that uh, game the other night and that he wasn't playing on the first power play line for Colorado because he lives in the apartment facing the wrong way. That's been Geldy's problem most of his life. It's been facing the wrong way. Or maybe when he applied for the job here, he was facing the right way. Maybe that's why he got it. So he doesn't have no dish. So he doesn't see those games. He just goes on here and makes stuff up and talks about stuff he doesn't know what he's talking about. And here's Defoe on there adding more misinformation about, oh, Sean Burke and how solid he's played all year in goal for the Panthers. And last night in that third period, he couldn't stop a bowling ball. You know, here is a, here is a guy that was abandoned. He was just left out there by himself. It was as though as soon as Pavel Bure, and this is the same team, keep in mind, that in Detroit, in Hockeytown, USA, last Friday, trailing 4-1 in the third period, came from behind for an unbelievable 5-5 tie. Same team. And last night, choking dogs would be an understatement. That was the most grotesque. And granted, it was the worst officiating I've ever seen in my life. There's no question about that. Lance Roberts was on acid. But I don't hear them. I'll say one thing. Even the front runners in this town, even the dubious people in this town, aren't using that as an excuse. This was the most inexcusable collapse. And especially with Burray out, and depending on when he's going to come back, because, you know, there are two Panther teams. There's with Pavel and there's without, with and without. With, you've got a bunch of guys who go out there who are inspired, who, and some of them play like they actually have some idea what they're doing, like they have a fire in their belly, like they really believe they can do something. And the minute that he's back in the locker room because he's re-injured, twisted the knee because he got thrown to the ice with no penalty called, by the way, in the second period, and he's not going to be able to come back for the third period, this team pulls it. This is a team that was ahead 5 nothing with two minutes left in the third period last, in the second period last night. 22 minutes left in the game. And I'm sure that there are people who left. You know, it was 5-1 at the end of the second. People who probably left. I'm sitting there thinking, well, we got to go to Publix. You know, the dog food and soda routine. Publix closes at 11. I think maybe stay for about half of the third period and get out of here. And before you know it, right off the bat in the third, it's 5-2. Then it's 5-3. Then it's 5-4. Or no, actually it was 5-2. Then it was 6-2. But there was Robbie in the crease again on Victor Kozlov's goal. Second game in a row. Here's Robbie in that blue area. Maybe Robbie's colorblind. 
Maybe somebody ought to like uh, show him where that thing is and the increase to. And that just at that point, that was the end. That was finito. As soon as that goal was rapidly disallowed and rightfully so, because he's in there with both skates in the crease, second game in a row. Robbie, you don't got it, sweetheart. You got the ability, but you don't have the, the fire in the belly. I've been telling you that for years. He's never going to make it. He's never going to do it. All the apologists, all the guys that want to quote him and interview him, he's a big part of the problem, man. Big part of the problem. Ken, he was pathetic last night. But I'm afraid I have to say that that could have been the uh, that right there, what you saw last night or what you heard about. That could have been really for the Panthers as we know them this year. Ten minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. If you want to go pig out and have a great meal and forget about all your troubles like that hockey game last night, it was just a game, okay? But, you know, suicide sounds in order. A lot of push in New Jersey. Estou muriendo aquí. 
I'm dying over here. God, let's keep great. You know, here's our trivia question, sadly. Here's the uh, trivia question for this moment, breaking news. What does former, uh, re- what does retired Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman have in common with Dusty Springfield? Dead. He died. How do you like that? Well, we got all kinds of Dusty Springfield. Got a little more. I went out and got another Beach Boy. This uh, album, by the way, Essential Perfect Harmony, has got some really uh, funky cuts on it. For example, um, it's got like the original mono version of God Only Knows, but it's got the uh, demo version of In My Room and uh, all kinds of really neat stuff. And how could we have forgotten talking to Beach Boys yesterday? Oh, how could you have forgotten, Mr. Music? Although, you know, interestingly enough, that's one of the very few records, and maybe that's the only one I can think of. Oh, no, what about um, Barbara Ann? That was the Regents. They, that was a, a copy of another... Uh, Hushabai was by the Mystics, which was, by the way, one of my favorite all-time records. Usually they wrote their own stuff in those two particular cases. But anyway, we'll get back to that later. So I started to mention before I so rudely interrupted myself, NBC Channel 6 calls George this morning. Can they send a crew over here to tape Neil talking about Monica Lewinsky today? No. I mean, are they (laughs) out of their minds? I'm going to talk Monica Lewinsky today? No. Of course not. Did I see any of it? No. Do I care about it? No. Now, the only thing I saw this morning in relation to it was, of course, that all the morning talking head shows were just sucking up on it like crazy and sitting around talking about either how, how impressed they were with her or unimpressed. Like, who gives a crap? And then I, Mrs. I, you know, I think all those drugs and booze may have fried his brain. He is a real asshole. Talking about uh, that fat slob, uh, Bubba, and about uh, disgusting and about how young and naive she is. You know, how, how does everybody, you know... If you want to waste the money, and I don't know what Andrew Morton's book is going to say, and it's out today, and I'm not going to buy it or have anything to do with it. But I wonder how much is going to be in there about, you know, when she was 17 years old, she broke up the other guy's marriage, the guy that was like 24 years old, and she was screwing him. She's been a slut for as long as anybody can remember. And she brought her presidential knee pads to Washington so she could talk about suck, you know. And she admitted it last night. Yeah. But she's uh, young and innocent, and he took advantage of her. Come on. Talk about getting off in life with a free pass. And, oh, if she wouldn't have kept the dress, she'd have committed suicide, and her parents would have committed suicide. What in? Why would they commit committed suicide? There would have never been any more story. That would have been the end of it. She's sorry she kept it, she said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, was that before or after somebody wrote her the next check? God. I mean, all I can say about that is if you want to put it on NBC Channel 6. That fucking bitch. That's my comment. That's all I got to say. That there's nothing more needs to be said. Get a life. And speaking of the local media, that segment. See, they want to talk about that blowjob story, but I want to talk about a story in the Macarena last night. It was a much bigger blowjob. One of the biggest blowjobs in the history of the human race. So, get home. I mean, when, when Colorado scored, I mean, keep in mind, it's 5-1 to one Florida going into the third period. It gets to be five to four with a few minutes left. 
And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking, I want to get to Publix. I don't want to have to schlep all the way down to Winn-Dixie. I got no dog food for this morning. And now all of a sudden, before I even look up, it's five to five. And I'm sitting there preparing myself. Oh, gee, well, Winn-Dixie is open 24 hours down here on Knob Hill because I'm going to be here forever. We're going to have overtime again. Or did we have overtime? No. No. Because I look at my watch, I look up again. Oh, now it's six to five, Colorado. I look down again at my watch. Now it's 7 to 5. And the moment that the seventh goal went in with a minute and a half to go, my ass shot up out of that chair like I'd been shot by a cannonball. So go to Publix. We get home, and I turn on the TV, wanting, of course, to find out. The only thing at this point I want to find out, I know what a disaster it was. I don't need any embellishment from guys who don't know what they're talking about. Want to find out. The extent of Pavel Bure's injury. Is there any hope? Is he going to be back soon? Was it serious? Do we know anything about it? So I turn to Channel 4, and there's that asshole Jim Berry, and God is he an asshole. And what's the, and, and, and these two episodes are the epitome again. Every day, like I said before, it proves to me that what I say about this town is right on target. Bush League. We had one professional team, and I don't care whether hockey isn't as popular as this or that. That's not the point. It's a professional sport. One pro team play last night in a monumental game of cataclysmic proportions, by the way, the way it turned out. Unbelievable story. That started out phenomenally well where you're four Burray with the three goals with a natural hat trick. The third one, a shot that nobody in the world would even try except him. Just uh, unbelievable. We're on top of the world. And go from this unbelievable euphoric experience to the crapper. In just a matter of minutes, watching a team collapse, a gutless, choking performance, the likes of which we've seldom seen. And what's the lead story on the sports on Channel 4? Oh, the Hurricanes are going to find out who their opponent's going to be in the NCAA basketball. See, I hate to break the news, and I like Leonard Hamilton. I met him at the airport. He came up to me at Miami International several months ago. I was waiting for a plane. He's a good guy. He's doing a super job over there. The problem is, other than that phony thing they had with a sellout for the Connecticut game at the Miami Arena, they don't draw flies. In fact, while Jim Berry is doing the story, and Zagaki's on there doing his uh, usual... Uh, Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Yeah, exactly. They're showing some file footage in the background of the Hurricanes blowing away some opponent in the Miami arena. And all you see in the back is all these empty seats. There's nobody there because nobody cares, which is sad. But the truth of the matter is nobody cares. And not only do they tell us that they're playing Georgetown, but now we've got to see the highlights of all the other NCAA games from yesterday. Now we finally get to the Panther game and that disastrous collapse in the third period. Is there even a mention by Jim Berry? That Pavel Burry didn't play in the third period? No. Is there anything about his injury? No. No. So I'm nauseated. I want to puke. Now I turn over to Channel 10 because they do that extra five minutes to get in more commercials. You know, they, they end the thing at 11.35 before Nightline comes on. So sure enough, just in time, 11.30, here's the sports with Jimmy Syphilis up in New York outside Madison Square Garden. Now this is the best. Here's Jimmy Syphilis standing in the pouring rain. Now, do they really think that this is going to butch up his image? Yeah, I mean, there's nobody, like, standing with an umbrella over his head like they do in any other television station in the universe. You know, you see these reporters out there that try to make it seem like they're really, uh, you know, doing something uh, heroic. He's out there in a rainstorm in New York with no umbrella, and the rain is pouring. And, you know, he's still a pansy, you know? So he goes on, and what does Jimmy Cephalo on Channel 10 lead with? Oh, the Hurricane basketball team of... Same, same crap. Exactly. Carbon copy of what we saw on Channel 4. And the sad truth of it is, 
Nobody cares about hurricane basketball. It's sad. They're having a great year. Leonard Hamilton's a wonderful guy. Nobody cares. Now we get to the Panther game, and I'm waiting, and Jimmy Syphilis gives a lick and a schmear. We see a couple of goals. Pavel Bury did this, and blah, 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 and this and that. And then they fell apart in Colorado. We see all Peter Forsberg with a hat trick. That's it. Any information there? No. No. Now I'm foaming at the mouth, so I turn on a small dish, and I'm going to ESPN. Nothing there. I go to ESPN uh, uh, the news station. Nothing there. Then I go to the deuce, and lo and behold, a basketball game's ending with five seconds left. Stay tuned for hockey night tonight, 1135. That's the wrap-up show they have on the deuce. So I have to watch ESPN2, which they did a great job of giving the up-to-date information about he re-injured the knee and as much as information as would have been available last night. But on the local channels, do we get any information? No. no. Jim Barry and Jimmy Syphilis, I hope the two of you elope, okay? You both suck. You're both the epitome of this Bush League town. It's 11.20. What is it? 2.25? Gee, let's get out of here. It puts the lotion in the basket. A young man turned 28. He scored the sweetest bag all gone the next day. It's too many seeds in your dime bag. Getting to the party. Two minutes too late. Isn't it the chronic? Don't you think? It's my day. When you clap on break, the free back. When you're already baked, Already ate a no donut sign, a law that you break. It's like 10,000 joints when all you need is a light. It's like having the feeler of your team and then finding out you've got 10 delights. And isn't it the chronic? Don't you think? Yes. A little too much chronic. Yeah, I really do think it's not playing when you clap on break to free back when you're already and, of course, we have a lot of experts out there in Radio Land, including in the Mac Arena. Before the game, there's some of these bozos walking around and coming up to me. Oh, yeah, I see Warrell's playing today. He's going to really kick some ass. And I will say this. During that part of the game when everything was going great and it was so exciting and euphoric, I'm trying to watch it objectively. And I'm thinking, yeah, he is skating a lot better and he's handling the puck better and he's playing better. And I can almost actually tolerate him. But then after Adam Foote picked up Pavel Bure late in the first period and slammed him down on the ice, and you wonder, okay, where's the enforcer? Where is this guy? who That's the reason he's supposed to be out there is to protect the superstars, the little guys like Bure and Whitney and so on. Where is he? Is he involved in any way, shape, or form? No. Did he ever get involved in any way, shape, or form? No. To straighten their ass out? No. And then as the game progressed, you saw, as soon as Bure left that game, late in the second period, you saw a bunch of guys turn into wimps 
And you watch, you know, it's just a question of who wants it the worst. That's what it was all about. Do these guys want it? No. Not in the least bit. Not in the least bit. But as soon as Colorado sniffed the, uh, the the notion that they might have a chance to get back in the game, here they're walking right in there. Forsberg walking right in. Uh, hey, Duke walking right in. Joe Sackick just wa- dead marsh walking right in on goal. Right to the edge of the crease they're walking in, untouched by human hands, sticks, or anything else. I've never seen anything so disgusting in my life. Just uh, If someone would have told you, even remembering that Ottawa game that we blew a four-goal lead in the game, and thanks to Whitney, wound up winning 6-5 to five late in the game. That was a hell of a game, only because we wound up winning after blowing a big lead. But blowing a five-goal lead late in the second period, that's the first time, by the way, in eight years that's happened in the entire league. The biggest blow job in the NHL in eight years. Unbelievable. Six goals in the third period. And we got guys on here on this station blaming uh, Sean Burke. He had one bad goal there, the one that got lost in his feet. He didn't know where it was. But at that point, can you blame the guy? He's lost. He's out there. It would be like having having a hockey game where you got five skaters and a goalie, and the other end they just got a goalie, nobody else. Okay, go down there and see. That's basically what the third period was. I have never seen anything like it in my life. Gutless, spineless, sissy SpaceX. She ain't ready for prime time. That kid is a defenseman like my. We could put my miniature pincher out there and scare the guys off better than sissy SpaceX. Tragic, sad, but somehow we'll survive. We'll overcome. But I think what you saw like it was it was cataclysmic, because Colorado. I mean, Carolina wins again. The again, they're eight points ahead. They're the only way. And people were talking. Well, you know, if they win the division, they got a chance for the number three seed. Are they going to win the division? The Panthers? No. Not a Chinaman's chance in hell. And with Carolina coming in here on Saturday, for what's going to be the biggest game of the year at that point, with no Pavel Bury. Are we is our hopes high? No. I think you're going to see. I hate to say this, but it's the way I feel about it. Barring some miracle, I think you're going to see this team go right in the tank now. From that point on, that was the, the death knell. What you saw last night, a collapse of cataclysmic proportions. Hey, but the Hurricanes are playing Georgetown. Only, only in this town, only in this town, do these things happen. And, they, you know, we were having such a good time. They got the sound straightened out at the arena. Nice going there, guys. They got the out-of-town scores doing a great job with that. I mean, right up to date. Nice going, guys. See, when you do something good, I'll tell you about it. Can we see the red light? No. But then somebody told me in the Air Canada Center in Toronto, you can't see one of the lights up there either. Or they've only been playing hockey for 5,000 years. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's like a disease that's going around, like my rash. Who knows? Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Mobile in Weston. Mobile in Weston, who's been waiting 33 minutes and 27 seconds. Hello. Yes. This is just loud. Yeah, okay, get a, get a phone. He's been waiting 33 minutes and 27 seconds to say, <coughs> okay, get yourself a phone, pal. 567 0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil, I cannot believe it. I'm absolutely, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, okay. Andy from Hollywood. Okay, one call left on the board. As soon as I saw it said Hollywood, I never knew exactly who it was going to be. That's a medley of our hockey fan right there. That's that's the beginning end of the conversation about last night. By the way, there's a big article, Dave Joseph, in the Sun Sentinel this morning about the Matadors and about uh, how they're not even playing in the arena anymore, which I wasn't aware of. Did you know that? 
their crowds, and I use the word loosely, are so tiny that the uh, matadors, and I feel bad for Bob Snyder because he made a big, you know, an effort. He made a commitment there. Matadors on thin ice keep sliding away. They're now playing, uh, let's see, where the hell are they playing? Uh, I don't get it. They play in the afternoon at a public rink because they can no longer take the financial hit of playing in their home building on a weeknight. The game starts 20 minutes late because they lack a league-required physician. Despite free admission, approximately 80 are in attendance for the opening face-off of Wednesday's East Coast Hockey League game, number 745, the Matadors against the PD Pride. This is a hockey town? No. 80 people. They're playing like in, uh, you know, on a frozen pond somewhere in somebody's backyard that they manufacture with a lot of uh, smoke. 21 before 11 at 560 WQAM. You're looking at 10 inches. Hi, okay, welcome back. This is Kathy Lee Gifford here on the radio answering your questions and helping you with your marital problems. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Kathy. I have a question about my husband. Your husband is a piece of sh. A piece of sh. That cheating bastard. Okay, next call. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about what you said about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is, is a piece of sh. Lustchild. Woo, woo. Lustchild alert. He's a piece of sh. Okay, one more phone caller before we take a break here. Hello, this is Kathy Lee. Hi, yeah, Kathy, I'm calling about that earlier call. When you called that guy's mailman a piece Caller, of Caller, are you married? Uh, well, yes, I am. You're a piece of s***. A piece of s***, you cheating bastard. Okay, now we have to take a break for our sponsors, and they're a piece of s***. Why won't this machine start? It's a piece of s***. No, don't call. You just knocked us off the air. 1045 at 560 WQM. Hank Goldberg from Doral at 2 o'clock. The big fat one, Books uh, Shabby at 6 and Ed Kaplan 10 o'clock tonight. We got Marlins baseball tomorrow, baby. 1250. <laughs> nice short show. 1250 tomorrow. We we'll got the Marlins and Tampa Bay Devil Rays. The Devil Rays in Vieira. Tomorrow. Ready for that? Here's a Lady Mobile in, uh, on this line. Lady Mobile in Boca. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Uh, remember yesterday you were talking about your, the tops of your lid, like fluttering? Yeah. Well, that happened to me, and it's one of three things, or all three things. Mm-hmm. What the one, yeah, I think. It can be from caffeine, which can be coffee, tea, or chocolate. Yeah. Stress. I don't or, drink coffee or tea, and I don't eat chocolate at the moment. Okay, stress, or um, uh, like from working on a computer or reading a lot. Mm-hmm. It's one of those three things. Well, you have definitely a, not reading a lot or working on a computer a lot. Well, stress. Stress. The other thing Boy. is I wanted, I wanted to congratulate you on your 23 years, and this is Madam X. Yeah. From WNWS. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's been 100 years ago. Yeah, and I just wanted to wish you Where have you been? Uh, living in Hawaii. Really? How was it? It was expensive. Who cares? Yeah, right. When You're you have money. Time, who cares, right? Good surfing. Well, it's not, are you back permanently? No, just no. visiting. Congratulations, then. Thanks. I just want to wish you the best. And I'm still here. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Thanks, sweetheart. All right, take Say care. hi to Jack Lord. What's left of him? Okay. Okay, see. Oh. Cook him, Daniel. Okay, we got an open line at Broward, all three in Dade. Again, 567 0560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. This is a trip. This is panic. Really, not a Linda trip either. Yeah, Channel 6 wants to come by to uh, tape Neil talking about Monica Lewinsky today. <laughs> oh, you people are bozos, man. Talk about one dimensional. 
Talk about a stuck record. Get a goddamn, get something new, will you? Hate to break the news to you. It's over, guys. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Hey, it's me again. Neil, I woke up this morning. I looked at my wife. I said, honey, I just had the worst nightmare in the world. I dreamt that we went to the game last night. We were up 5 nothing. I wound up losing 7-5. to mm-hmm. When she told me that it was true and it wasn't a nightmare, I had to call in sick to work. So I, it was, I've been watching. You called in sick to work? I, I, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> yeah. this, this is, it's, Neil, I mean, like you just said, it's been nine years since the team has blown a five-goal lead. I've been watching hockey since the days of the WHA, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in, in all my years, I've never seen a more and, and not just blowing the lead, but the idea of the first, almost the whole first two periods were so wonderful. So wonderful. And so exciting. And Brewery has got electrifying everybody. And then he gets re-injured because, uh, you know, everybody's standing around watching, dumped, watching right. him getting mauled uh, by Adam Foote. And everybody else is standing around not protecting him. See, that's the problem with too many of these guys on this team. They have no, there's no inspiration. You can see it in the way they play, the lackluster. They're just going around. When he's out there, they play with more motivation. Exactly. He, the moment that he was gone, it was like a bunch of 10-year-old kids stepped on the ice. Right. I mean, Laws got into that fight, but he had, the, you know, the wrong guy. Yeah, well, that you know? accomplished a lot. Yeah, well, basically borscht, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, this game again, last night, I, I mean, I looked at my wife when it was about 5-3. to three. I said, you know, if they blow this game, it could be the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This game Saturday really is the maker. I mean, it's, it's the whole season right there. You blow that game, you know, Montreal blows past you, Boston blows past you. Yeah, every, everybody is creeping him. up. Montreal is hot as a pistol. Now they're yep. just one point behind. Uh, Boston, you know, even though they lose last night, is not only two points ahead, but they got several more wins. So they got the edge there. The Rangers right, are creeping up. Washington is creeping up. I'm telling you, the chances of this team making the playoffs, especially if Bury is out for any sustained period of time now, you Slim can forget about the Slim playoffs. walking out the door. I mean, it's just, I, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I am sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And have a great time. I don't, Neil, I don't even have the strength to say it, but I'll try. He shoots and scores. Take two and call us in a minute. Oh, by the way, wait. Yeah, see ya. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. All three and Dade, we're waiting for all those big fans that were out there. You know, now I understand why they were talking about UN basketball, even though nobody cares about that. Is there fewer people care about this, as in none? Who were those 19,000 people socializing there last night? Does anybody know? No. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. This is truly unbelievable. It is. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I am so disgusted with this game last night. Yeah. I mean, it goes I want to tell you one thing. They have the only two leaders they have on that team is Burry and Cicerelli, and that's it. And the only time they get in the game is the only time they play hard. Otherwise, they, they collapse, like mm-hmm. you said. They have no leadership. You're right from the coach. The coach hard, is hard to lead when you're sitting up in the stands in a suit like Dino is all the time. You know. Yeah, but they have to get to some. They have to go out and get some leaders on the ice. Get rid of freaking Niedermeyer. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of the apologist for Rob Niedermeyer in this town. This has been going on. It's the sixth year now, and the organization has got high hopes. And, he, and two years ago, it was BM saying, oh, well, he's going to have to step up. And then last year at the beginning of the year, well, this is going to have to be the big year. It never happens. It is never going to happen. It ain't going to happen. No. He's a wanderer. The guy's a lost dog out there. Here he is. He's a lost dog, and I'm going to tell you, they need to get rid of him. They need to get rid of Mueller. Mueller's like, I mean, well, that, like see, that, that was a mistake they're stuck with. They're saddled with that another BM mistake because they signed him to three years. The guy was washed up the day he got off the bus and got in town, and right. uh, they're stuck with him because nobody else will take him. Oh man, they got to do something. I, I, I am totally sick to my stomach. I really am. And yeah. you're right, it's a death penalty. I mean, we we go from. 
uh, I felt like uh, so jubilant. I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, what team? What team is this? I'm watching. It's so different from what I watched before I went on vacation. It's right. like I came back and I'm watching a brand new team out there. And then all of a sudden, the moment that Bure, uh, they realized he wasn't coming flashback. back, they just fell apart like somebody uh, stepped on their puppy dog. Yeah, like flashback. It was it was <laughs> instant. And I and I can tell you, I, I mean, like I said, this morning I got stomach cramps. I'm just I'm so, I am. I'm so sick. I, I, I got so I'm so sick. That. I didn't even <laughs> cramp this morning. And then, like you said, nobody. I'm bound up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they would have had a call in the SWAT team to get me off of foot. Because I would have killed him last night when he did yeah. it to Burry if I was playing. Yeah, the crowd, I thought it was going to be a riot there. The crowd was foaming at the mouth when he picked up Burry and uh, threw him out. And, and, and the team, like, uh, yeah, well, you know, and we're all smiling. He's got a big smile on his face from ear to rear. Oh, that was man. it. man. I mean, it's ridiculous. Murray needs to go, too. We need to get rid of Murray. Amen. You know? I'll be the first one to I'll put him a sandwich with him on the bus. <laughs> and have a great day, sir. You, too. Open line at Broward, all three and Dade. Five, six, the town that refuses to care, the town that refuses to understand, to have any interest, the town that just don't get it. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the mobile one line. Yes, Virginia, we really have a hockey team. I know. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. First of all, this is not a sports show. Yeah. Second of all. Yeah. Goldie's going to no, kick yeah. your butt. Guess, guess what, asshole? Guess what? This is the same guy that called yesterday. Goldie's going to kick my butt. How do you like that? <laughs> same guy that called his show yesterday. It's not a sports show. No, it's the Neil Rogers show, and Neil talks about whatever the hell he wants to talk about. And if you think I'm going to get sucked into a contrived controversy because they're so desperate, you know, they got Doral in town. They're broadcasting out there. They got the NCAAs. They got that Panther cataclysmic loss last night. They got all these sports things going on, and they're so desperate on that show that Gildy thinks he's going to suck me into a big contrived controversy. And Greg Reed comes down here yesterday morning. Oh, that was great radio. And I looked at him like, are you nuts? And he says, yes. that was great radio? Let me say it again. There is nobody I know in this market, in this business, who's been on the air more than 30 seconds who even understands why that putz is on the air. Nobody. And I'm going to waste my time. Like, he's on the air. He's, he's going to have to find out how come Neil Rogers is. What are my qualifications? What are Hank's qualifications? Like, well, I'm going to waste my time with him? By the way, the trends will be out at 4 o'clock this afternoon, Gelly. Let, let's see who does better in the Arbitron trends when they come out for this afternoon. Okay, sweetheart? Let's see who's got the numbers. And I don't have two other guys to uh, suck along with me on the show here every day, okay, like you do, and a staff of eight other lemmings to run around. Just George and me, just the two of us in here, and that's it. And somehow we still manage to fumble our way along. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, enjoy the show. Listen, the reason I'm calling you, I've been listening to the uh, – I'm from St. Louis, and we're big hockey fans up there, right. big baseball fans. And I've always been the type of guy that follows the team no matter how they're doing. But I've been listening to the AM station here for the last year, and one thing I've noticed, obviously, we have no fans here. No, we don't. But at the same time, we don't have a product that you can believe in. Uh, there's no backing to it, with the exception of the, of the Dolphins, where they're spending a little bit of money. Well, keep in mind, the Dolphins have been here for a long, long time. So the, Dolphin, the Dolphins are firmly entrenched. That's a whole different ballgame. Right, right. And the other thing I realize, you and Hank do an excellent job because it takes a little talent to talk on the radio, keep the audience captivated. Uh, I listened to Jim Rome the other night just by accident, yeah. and the man it sounds like Rush Limbaugh. Mm -hmm. He'll take one subject and repeat it over and over and yeah. over. And then you Contrived get to people. controversy. He's really weak. <laughs> 
But I think you're doing a great job. I enjoy listening, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thanks for the discussion. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, two open lines in Broward, one in Dade. See, they're not capable of discussing that game last night. They don't understand it. How, how is that possible? There were 19,000 people there last night. Every damn one of them I see in a hallway coming up the aisle. Hey, Neil, how you doing? We love your show, but we just have nothing to say no matter. It's like when we got Pavel Bure. And I told you, this guy is the greatest. I don't care what anybody says. He is the greatest athlete in the world today in terms of excitement, in terms of being able to do things that nobody else can do. I know Yarmar Yager is great. He's got all those points. He's sensational. He's a lot bigger. He's a lot stronger. But in terms of the most exciting athlete in any sport in the world, we got him right here, right now. And he's proven that to us. What has he got, 12, 13 goals in uh, 11 games, something? And uh, Unbelievable numbers. Unbelievable performance every time he's out there. Watching that shorthanded breakaway goal last night was enough to make goosebumps on your uh Rectum. and other parts where we can't even mention on a year. And these people still don't get it. Just like Dave Joseph says in that thing about the Matadors, by the way, it's incredible ice where they have to play their games now. It's a skating rink. That's where they have to play their games in front of 80 people now because that's how much of a hockey town this is. And like he says, the first home game we had with Pavel Bury, they had trouble selling the game out here. Because they didn't know, who, they had no idea who the hell he was. And again, part of the reason being the people in the media, the Jim Berries and the Jimmy Cephalos and some of the people on this station, because they don't know anything about it and they're not interested in it, oh, well, uh, you know, that's, uh, we don't care about that. We'd rather hear about golf, because <laughs> there's a lot more people play golf and watch golf. Golf is for pussies, okay? Let me tell you, no, seriously, with all due respect to the Doral and the people out there, and I know we have to get involved in all these cluster forks that go on, golf is for pussies. Hockey is for real men like me. <laughs> Golf is for pussies, for real, original, number one pansies. And anybody that's a big golf fan that watches other guys hit balls, you know, you know what they call that when guys hang around, don't you? Watch other guys hitting balls. I think everybody knows that. That's a gay club, you moron. 1056 at 560 QAM. Were you fudge packing? They're two Miami cops with a hot new beach. They're on the streets fighting crime. Hey, Pop, that's a handicapped face there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Hallandale Vice. We got a problem. The Cray Gang is up to the old trick. Lieutenant, isn't that the group of senior citizens who went around trying to get the early bird special after seven? Yeah, they're back in town. Let's go get them. They'll stop at nothing to clean up the streets. Hey, lady, you can't cross here. You'll have to cross in the light. Yeah, they're determined to clean up the smuggling business. All right, sister, you're under arrest. Oh, so now you're arresting my wife. What's the charge? Possession of powder. Open that purse, Tom. Let's see that white stuff. Yeah, just a thought. She's got over 100 bags in here. Of what? Sweet and low. From that restaurant you just came out of. Let's take them in. <laughs> Yes, there comes the hit Miami Cubs on a hot new beat in Hallandale Vice, premiering this fall on MBZ. It's 11.02 at 560 QM. So anyway, somebody, the reason I played that, somebody was kind enough to send me the February 25th issue of the Hallandale Digest. Oi! And on the front page, it's an article, The Lone Ranger Arrives. Can public relations wizard Bill Lone create a new image for the city of Hallandale at Axe? No. And it goes on about the wizard who guided the revival of Sunny Isles Beach is waiting for a signed contract from the city of Hallandale so he can roll up his sleeves and work his magic here. Oi! 
And it goes on to say, the image of Hallandale was dealt a major setback in the late 1980s when popular radio talk host Neil Rogers mocked the city as a sweet and low early bird dining crowd, which was aired on radio for several years. So I made that up, right? Hallandale never recovered from the negative image portrayed by Neil Rogers, as Hallandale City Commissioners rarely initiated any game plan to create a pro-growth attitude in the city. Oy. So I take tremendous credit for the fact that it's still all old farts in Hallandale, and Sonny Rosenberg, and R.J. Intendola, and the Outhouse Gang, they're all still rotting, and they still Oy. smell the same, okay? We can thank Neil Rogers for that, and only the Hallandale Digest would dare to give me credit for it. Thank you so much. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. I was going to call you before about the uh, Panthers game last night. Uh, it was an unbelievable game, but basically speechless. had nothing to say about it. I just wanted to ask you a couple things on the game and see what you thought about them. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, after it's 5-3 or maybe even 5-4, but when it's 5-3, why doesn't Terry Murray call a timeout, get his players to the bench, and, you know, try and figure something out? You know, Terry stop. Murray was like a frozen object suspended in animation, standing there like he usually is. Exactly. With his hand on his head in his hand, uh, barely even moving, barely even moving. You're right. Why wasn't there a timeout at a critical point when this team was just folding up like an accordion and get exactly. these guys together and give them a breather and say, "Listen, we still got the lead here. Cut the crap. Let's worry only about defense." And uh, and instead of that, nothing. He just stood there helpless. Terry Murray has shown me, like I've said over and over again, nothing other than the fact he's a hard ass. Another thing, Rob Niedermeyer. This is uh, in two games. He's costed us three goals. Yeah. The one standing in the crease in Toronto. Right. The one in the crease to, uh, last night. And then the penalty. And then the penalty Stupid that penalty. gave him the power play goal. Mm, right. You know, I'd love to see him. Uh, is this the last year in his contract? No, I don't think so. No? No. And I think they, uh, they're they going to make a deal for uh, for another forward or defenseman before the uh, trading deadline. They have to get a defenseman. You know, Murphy's out of the lineup. And, boy, I'll tell you, without him in there last night, these guys, I – the, the, the last 10 minutes of that game, watching guys just skating right into the edge of the crease, untouched, and then when Forsberg scored that last goal, I, I just couldn't believe it. In other words, uh, he, he just is big enough and strong enough and had the determination and will that nobody was going to stop him. Our people just didn't care enough to make the effort. That was the problem. I mean, I was they wanted it, and these guys didn't. In a state of shock with the rest of the people. I mean, you never see that. I mean, it never happens. Five. It, it never could cross your mind. How do you do it? You, I mean, I'm just sitting there. How? Yeah. Even out how? I think maybe they brought that other guy up, uh, Slava Boyetsev, to yeah. uh, maybe uh, you know shop him around the league. Now, I don't know. He played. I thought he played good with Saev. I thought yeah. he looked really good. Yeah, he was he on did. the line with Bray and uh, and whoever the hell else was on the line. Whitney. Yeah, and then on top of all things, look, he gets injured again, Bray. I mean. Who knows if he'll be even playing Saturday. Well, put on your yarmulke, sir. Let's yeah. say a prayer. I right, have a good one. And God bless you. Let's say a bracha today, okay, for the Panthers. Oy. For Pavel, let's uh, heal him up real quick again. Yeah, the enforcer, he's going to go out there, that big black guy named Peter. He's going to go out there and show him a thing or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Just when I thought, just when I thought I could start buying into his whole act, and he does nothing. Oh, and it's a little too late now, by the way, sweetheart. Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? Yes, sir. How's that, uh, how's that rash doing, by the way? It's there. You know, has it been, do you think it's been over seven weeks now? Yeah. Because um, generally, I think any, like, dermatological disorder in the skin takes about seven weeks to clear up. But um, regardless, I called yesterday. Not I don't know if the source gave you the message or not. Um, you might want to try hydrocortisone, one percent ointment. Forget that. That's that's uh. Don't you think I'm going to the dermatologist? 
Oh, yeah. He's no, doing uh, all kinds of heavy-duty stuff. No luck, huh? Today I'm supposed to find out about my biopsy, whatever the hell it was. I'm holding my breath because you know how much faith I have in doctors, okay? Come on, Dr. Stanley. Today's supposed to be the big day. I got a nice uh, a nice uh, scab on, a, on my neck now. It's healing up very nicely from where they took the uh, the big plug out of my neck. I think they're going to put it in the middle of my forehead like Frank N. Stein. Open line at date one in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Boca. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Why are you always knocking my man Brian Murray? There you go. There we go again. Asshole Mitch. See, we already had Andy. We have uh, Asshole Mitch. Not talking about what we saw last night. Just the same old, like most of the uh, people in this town, the same old tired garbage. Can't have an intelligent conversation, have no insight, no comment. on How could anybody forget about being a hockey fan, a sports fan? How could anybody even be there last night or even see it on television or just smell it in the air? I mean, you can smell the stench of cowman or like Mandage would say, all over this town and not have something to say in reference to what happened as opposed to the same old stale. Maybe that's what the smell is, the same old tired crap from the same old tired guys. This is what's the death of talk radio. And I was saying to George during the break, the idea of a sports talk station in this market would be like having a Ukrainian music station in Anchorage, Alaska. It would be like playing Chinese melodies in Rio de Janeiro on the radio. That's how laughable, how ludicrous it is. This isn't a sports town. This isn't a real place. This is a Rienta place. This is the land of the lost. This is a bunch of goddamn bedroom towns, one after another after another, none of which mean anything. A bunch of little fiefdoms, fiefdoms. Oh, you can't put up any neon signs, and you can't put up a satellite. Just a bunch of little meaningless people who want to be important, like some of the people upstairs here, trying to push everybody around and screw up your goddamn life. That's what this place is. There's no substance. The only substance, like I said, you can smell it. It's in the ear. Open up the window, man. Close it real fast. Roll it down because you can smell it. Oh, God. That's that's what it's all about. And like I said when I came on here this morning, and I, you know, not that it makes me feel any better, but it just kind of reinforces what I say all the time. There's just nothing here, baby. Nothing here. We got, you know, the sunshine, palm trees, water. A lot of great golf courses. <laughs> Don't forget, Hank will be on from Doral at 2 o'clock. Well, these guys, they like golf, you know. They like golf because we're out there at Doral. What was that? Remember that uh, old farts tournament they were at a couple of weeks ago? Remember that one? Where they were pushing the guys around in not just in golf carts, in wheelchairs. The geriatric Hallandale golf tournament with Sonny Rosendale. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Stench of cow manure. Covers over this performance. My sack is like a thimble and my nuts are like pearls. I don't even have enough to pack a squirrel. I tried secret lotions and technology, but it don't get no bigger than a golf tee. There's nothing I can do. Alright. I only got a three inch tool. Oi. You'll be disappointed when we reach my house. Cause you won't know for sure if I'm a man or a mouse. It ain't no Big Mac, more like a happy meal. You'd get more satisfaction from your high heel. You'll swear I was in the pool. 
Cause I only got a three-inch tube. You call that a penis? Sometimes at night I wonder if it will ever grow. If I was a homosexual, I couldn't even push in your stool. Ooh, it looks like Mr. Peanut without the king. It's got capillaries instead of veins. I could cut circulation with a pinky ring. For Halloween, I dress it like a buffalo wing. It's in a suction tube, cause I only got a three-inch stool. Even with a metric rule, I only got a three-inch tool. Tell them, guys. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. Oh, baby. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. Come here, honey. Yeah, you got a three-inch tool. In quality, not quantity. I want to give you a kiss. Now, if I could only find a three-inch tool, Bob. It's 11.16 at 5.60. WQM, happy uh, Thursday to you. Tomorrow we got the Marlins game. Marlins and Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Whoever the Devil they are. Remember when they first got the franchise over there and all the right wingers were having a nervous breakdown over on the West Coast? Oh, the Devil Rays, that's satanic. We can't have that name. Yeah, and they all said tough. Crap. Yeah. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? And, of course, look what happened to Lightning after they named the baseball team the Devil Rays. Maybe they're getting punished by God. Yes, sir. Um, I want to remind you of a game in the early 90s. The Boston Bruins went into Maple Leaf Gardens, and they had a 5 nothing lead early in the third period, and yeah. they scored six straight. Do you remember that game? No. Well, um, that was a great game. And also, I was reading... Well, what does that have to do with anything? Well... Why do we care about that? Just to remind... The Leafs could have used some goals in the third period last night. That's true. Instead of having Curtis Joseph turn into a human sieve after he gave up the first one. Let me ask you a question. I was reading the Toronto Papers, and they were saying that maybe the Leafs should make a deal at the deadline. I think they shouldn't. What do you think? Make a deal for what? To get a score. To get a score? Yeah, that's what I'm They're going to have about five or six 20-goal scores. What do they need another score for? They need anything. It's another defenseman, right. not a score. That's what I was wondering. Well, what do they know? I don't know. All right, Neil, take care. Good luck in St. Louis tonight, pal. We need right, this man. one bad. We need this one bad. Well, you know, Cujo, he's got his moments. We have an open line. Who the hell is that? I'm not going to tell you. You don't want to know who that is. Open line and date, 5670560. It's hockey talk again. Now. Oh, oh, don't do that to us. We don't know anything about that. We don't care. Of course not. That's why I listen to this station. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. All I got to say is two words. Coach McLean. He's got to say two words. Coach McLean. By the way, how's Marty Straka that injured his shoulder last night after he scored his 30th goal that Coach McLean wouldn't play because he wasn't good enough for Coach McLean? Yeah, that would make the difference. Coach McLean. He's part of the reason we got the tourist that we got today is Coach McLean, sir. But at any rate... Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Last night, we're sitting there. The third period, 17 seconds. They come out, shoot from inside the blue line. Boom, right in the middle. Problem you, yes. And I turned there, everybody and said, you know what? I got the feeling they're going to tie this game up. I, I, and I said, until it got to be 5-3, to three, I never believed in my worst nightmares that it was possible to blow that game. Except for one thing, and I want you to think back all year, and I like Burke as much as the next guy, but as soon as he gets two goals, he turns into a sieve. He gets real antsy. I'm telling you, you watch. After the, sir, all sir, year long, sir, sir, I want to tell you something with all due respect. Any goalie in the world, including Dominic Kashuk, the best ones who have ever played. I know, but they don't have to be Listen, well, let me say it. Huh? 
Wait, they not, don't have defense in not front just of them. a defense in front of them, sir, but any semblance of support when you are totally abandoned by your entire team when they're letting guys skate and almost Absolutely. untouched from the blue line. There isn't anybody that's not going to cave in. There is Absolutely. nothing. There is nothing Sean Burke could have done last night that would have protected. I agree. However, team. however, the whole team is like we're looking at we're looking down there, and I say, "Where's Burry?" Right after this happens. Where's Burry? Yeah. There's no Burry on the bench. Yeah. No Burry on the ice. Yeah. That whole team is like it, it, the whole life got drawn on. That team decided to take the rest of the night off. Well, what what does that tell you? It tells me that we need a change in uh, in, in coaches, and we need to get rid of Rod Niedermeyer. I tell you, I like to package Niedermeyer and uh, Muller and Stela for uh, Yarmer Yager. Okay, I'll go for that. Okay, we have an open line, two of them in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Boynton Beach. Hello. Yeah, how you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, last night, I think, uh, you know, Burray going out, that definitely had something to do with it. But once they found out that bitch was in the arena, they sank like the Titanic. Once they found out what? That bitch was in the arena, Celine Dion. They sank like yeah, the that, Titanic. Yeah, that might have done it. You're right. I forgot about that. I'm trying to forget that she was there. They put her up on the uh, screen, and I was... <laughs> Yeah, How did they have to do that to us? I think she might have talked to them. Maybe and you notice serious. the crowd, oh, yeah, they're all giving her a big ovation, and the organist starts playing that awful song again. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're brutal. right, that was the beginning of the end. I never thought about that. Yeah, she must have been talking to them in between periods, in between yeah. the second and third. Pathetic. Yeah, it was Pathetic sad. Fucking bitch. It made me sick. Send her back to Canada, eh? You got that right, Canada. Okay, thanks a lot, sir. Yeah. Good point. There's the guy that's got the answer. That frickin' Celine Dion was in there last night. Couldn't sing her way out of a paper sack. Talk about... Oh, and by the way, getting back to our music thing. See, coming to work this morning, and I'm listening to music, of course, and I decided there, there's no such thing as right and wrong. There's no, there's no answer. Because these people we're talking about sing different kinds of music. You can't compare Beach Boys music with Aerosmith with Marvin Gaye. All three of them are totally different genres of music. You can't. It's like comparing apples with kumquats. You can't do it. So each in their own category whatever that might be, whatever, however you want to pigeonhole them. But when somebody calls here and says to me about the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith, I mean, uh, granted, the Stones are going to have the concert tomorrow night. Some old guys who want to feel like they're teenagers again are going to go see that stale, tired old act, and Mick Jagger who can't hit a true note if his life depended on it anymore. And that's fine, you know, if that's what turns you on, if that's what cranks your chain. But to compare them to Aerosmith, and I, I don't care who came first, the chicken or the egg, that's not the point. In addition to which, you were saying all day yesterday, well, you know what, their earlier stuff. That's what I like. It, it, but, but it's not like they stopped recording like the Beach Boys 10 or 15 years ago. I like their earlier stuff better, much better. But a lot of the stuff I was playing yesterday was, was stuff that's just been recorded in the last few years, and it's great. It's still good. It's okay, but it's not like the earlier stuff. Okay, I, I disagree. I think most of the stuff I was playing yesterday, like crying, oh, just unbelievable stuff. Dude looks like a lady. But I do have all the older stuff here, too. In fact, let's play Aerosmith the rest of the day, baby. Dream on, sweet emotion, walk this way. Oh, don't walk that way. Don't walk that way. You know what they'll start saying. You know, I'm looking at the box score because it was just, like most of the people who were there last night, so mesmerized and just grossed out by what was going on. I wasn't keeping track of time that this was all unfolding. Third period, okay? It's 5-2 to two with that early Lemieux goal on the power play. Then at 7.15, it's 5.3. And then it's still, keep in mind, it's still 5-3. to three. And, of course, that was all after the uh, disallowed goal, thanks to Robbie and the crease. 
15-minute mark on the power play. Dead Marsh from Forsberg and Sackett. Now it's 5-4 to four with five minutes left. Drury from Podine and Donovan, 15-41. 41 seconds later, now it's 5-5. Five, five. Hey, Duke from Sackett and Forsberg at 17:40, a little under two minutes later, and then Forsberg for the hat trick, 18:29, about uh, 20 or 49 seconds later for number seven. As they just kept skating right in, barreling right in, threw people around people, and uh, untouched. I'm going to tell you something. You guys were out there playing last night. And I know some of them listened to this show. You were a disgrace. That performance is something I have never seen. A group of people just cave in and give up, just because one guy. Uh, got hurt again. I realize he's the main guy. But like I've been trying to tell you, you look at the standings, it's been a 500 team just about all year long. It's a mediocre team that can rise to tremendous heights when you've got a superstar like Barry Plant. But without him, mediocre at best. And the thanks to Mike Russo and David J. Schwarzer and all these other puppets they got in the media, they keep trying to sell us, oh, the youngsters in the organization, we've been hearing this crap for six years now. For six years, and there isn't any one of the youngsters in the organization that's turned into a star player. Not one. Here's a Coral Springs. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. First time call. I love your show. Yes. You think you can play that Monica song for me? No. Two open lines in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Aventura. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Uh, first of all, happy porn. Uh-huh. Um, two positive things out of the game last night. And what could those possibly have been, sir? I think uh, Boyle had a very good game. I think he knocked Lemieux down, and that's the only reason why Kavasha got that goal. Yeah, Boyle looked good to me. Yeah. And, and Wittard uh, looked real good, these two kids. But in the meantime, what does that have to do with the price of rice? That's true. Um, well, then I won't even talk about any of the positive things. Well, I think uh, it's how, 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 listen... How can you find a positive? Oh, I mean, I, unless I, you've got blinders for, on, Neil, how can you find? I mean, even the most eternal optimist in the history of mankind, <laughs> how can you find blinders in a game where you blow a lead like that and your superstar player, the great White Hope, re-injures his knee again, and God only knows when he'll come back? How could you find anything positive out of that except we got out of there alive? Okay, well, I was just looking. For if you, I don't know, I don't. Now I'll lay on the negativity like everybody else does today because no, it's not. It's not a no, no, being, it's not sir. It's not a question of that. being negative. It it's is, a question of being honest. And I'm going to tell you. I stayed until the seventh uh, Colorado goal, and we bolted out of there. And the people screaming as they walked out of there, I have never seen a reaction in my life. I mean, these people were pissed off and fired up, baby. They were psychotic. Well, you didn't have to sit next to Andy like I do. Oh, well, good luck to you, okay? Give him a big kiss. How do you, how do you like that? He now is not only calling himself, he's got his boyfriend calling. See, just, just keep listening, folks. If you have any doubts that what I say about this town is true, just keep listening. Not just to this show, all these shows. Because all of these creatures out there, you'll hear them all over the goddamn place repeating all of these things over and over and over again until they're coming out your ears and maybe even your rectum. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's a cluster fork. Didn't I tell you that before? It's got nothing to do with sports. It's got nothing to do with being a fan. It's got to do with a little cluster fork with their little buddies. Oh, God, Neil. <laughs> Oh. Oh. 
Are you? I don't know if this is true or not. We just heard during the break a rumor they're circulating that they're giving free weed to everybody who shows up at Doral out there this afternoon. Yeah, man. Which maybe it'll spice it up a little bit. I think you got to be stoned to watch golf, don't you? You have to be stoned uh-huh. or just bored to tears. Well, if you weren't before you started watching, here's the Fort Myers. Hello. All right, Neil. Yes, sir. I got to work the day after tomorrow. You guys ought to get some kind of a machine that tells you when people are calling out of the area could. <laughs> Anyway, I want to just start what? by what you, just, I want to start by disagreeing with you, mean, you on, it's on your dime. Is that what it is? On on yeah, it's on my dime. No, it's, not, and it's I, too cheap to get a toll free line for you folks over there. I, I want you to know that <laughs> the Beasleys are a bunch I want, of cheap bastards. I want to start by disagreeing with you about. I heard you start to slander Curtis Joseph. I watched him last year. I started to they, slander Curtis Joseph. Yeah, all well, I did was say that last night he had a bad game, and he did. Okay. I taped the game. I watched, I watched the highlights. Send, I watched him send Colorado packing last year. And I love he, Curtis Joseph. Yeah, and when he signed him. Did, did, let me ask you, did he ever have a bad game? Yeah, he's had a bad game. Even if you had a bad game, you got to watch what you say. As soon as they signed him, I knew they were going to win their division. I don't know the name of the new division. Anyway, I don't live here in, in, in the South Florida. Are the, are the Leafs in first place in their division, sir? Yeah, aren't they? No. No. No, Ottawa's in first place by three points. Uh, you wait till the playoffs. I, hey, I hope man. you're right, sir. From your from your mouth to Harold Ballard's. Rectum. Okay. Okay, you got the man between the pipes. Okay, yeah. you, we'll see what happens when the playoffs come again. Anyway, I want to say. You know what you need I, in the playoffs, sir? You need defense. That's the least problem. They have no defense. And, and They've got the all kinds of offense. Florida have no defense, and the just, Panthers have less than no defense. None. I've never called. I've never called a talk radio show. I, but nevertheless. And I did because of this loss. I try to. I try to enjoy the Panthers or get into it because my it? parents live here. Did you here. see it last but, night? Sir, are you listening to anything I'm saying? Or yeah, go ahead. Conversation? I know you're spending a lot of money, and I appreciate that, but I'd like to have some verbal interchange. Uh, did, did you see the game last night? Did they no, talk I about didn't. I wanted to ask you about that. Well, you're lucky. You're lucky you'd be in the hospital right now if you'd have seen it. Okay, well, what you'd I want to say is I know you you're, you're not a sports program. I listen to you in the morning. I enjoy your songs a lot. Yeah. The three-inch record that you just played there. The three-inch record I just played? The ten-inch record? Anyway, yeah. talk to me about not protecting your stars. If you're all going to get some stars in this state, you got and somebody wasn't protecting the man, okay, his knee got went out again. That worries me more than a lot. I'm yeah. going to let you go. Okay. What the hell was he talking about, huh? Something about... We're looking at 10 inches. Something like that. Oh, I do like the mystics better, but this is close. Trust me. Uh, that one note. Next to the Backstreet Boys, the greatest comedies of all time, the Beach Wars. Which, by the way, so last night I get my tape going because they're promoing that Shania Twain special on CBS last night, 8 o'clock. That was the tape down here in Miami with Elton John and the Backstreet Boys. And I look on a big dish, and sure enough, there's a G, whatever that water satellite is, GE-124, the uh, national uh, CBS affiliate. It's on there. So I start my uh, machine rolling, and I come home, and there's a blank screen. 
7.45, for some reason, it just went out. So that letter I got from Stupid Star Connection, that's not their fault, by the way. She assholes at Channel 4. I hope somebody over there gets a goddamn hemorrhoid, okay? Hope you pop a big one. <laughs> assholes. You deserve Jim Beery. Your match made in heaven and Joe Zagaki. That's right. I hope that Jim Beery elopes with Joe Zagaki. Yeah. What a pile of crap. Oh, well, we got to write to the, uh, you know, FCC, and we got to stop you people from getting your out-of-town uh, network affiliates. Jackass. So I wasn't able to tape that. You know that Shania Twain, they had her on the last night as I was scouring for some information about Pavel Bury. She said that before every concert. Now, do you like Shania Twain, by the way? She looks good. Do you like her music? No. Oh, do we have to start with this again? No, okay, I so, don't. Okay, well, the reason you don't like her music is because every before every concert, an hour before she goes in concert, she listens to the Backstreet Boys, she said. Well, there you go. I thought that would make you feel better. You have no taste. Here's a lady in North Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hello. Yes. Neil? Yes. Uh, how are you, honey? Hello. I need, hello. I need your help very much. It sounds like it. Remember? Are you home? Please. I remember when you, you had the rash and the itch and so forth, and they found it was a, uh, uh, what the hell did they, uh, it was a uh, blood uh, fungus. No, they didn't find anything. I still have it. I'm getting the results of my biopsy today. I have no idea what it is. It's still there. You mentioned All I got is a hole in my neck now where they uh, punched the, pull, pulled a bunch of skin out. Well, that's what they're doing to my granddaughter. Yeah. So, well, did uh, you send uh, me this fax? Is this Michelle? No, this is uh, Louise. Oh, because Michelle sent me a long fax, and she's listening right now. She said after 1130 she'll be by the radio, so it's uh, timely that you brought this up. It must be on a psychic wavelength with Michelle. Well, what kind of a doctor do you go to? Uh, he's uh, Jewish. You don't mean that. I, she went to an allergist. I have been. I've been to a, like a, a Dr. Feelgood with a funny nose over on Miami Beach who says you don't need me, so I'm not going to go there anymore. I went to the Cleveland Clinic where they're supposed to know what they're doing to a doctor who says, oh, it was the Adelaide you were taking. Try another drug. It wasn't the Adelaide. And now I go to my dermatologist friend Stanley over there at the, uh, at the Center for Dermatology in Hollywood, and hopefully uh, we'll find something out today. I pray. Well, she went to the dermatologist at so many of them, and the allergists, and they give her all the same thing. Here, take this pill. Take that yeah, pill. Yeah, and nothing happened. And nothing happened. Right. Oh, God. So you, you, nothing's happened with you either? Not yet. But what was that blood fungus? Who told you blood fungus? No, somebody said, well, Greg Reed, our boss, came down here, and somebody said there's a fungus among us, and I said, yeah. Yes. But that was, that was the fungus. <laughs> that was the only fungus. Okay. Thank you so much, Well, Neil. good luck to you. I'll, I'll keep you posted, okay? Yeah, please do. Okay. Bye-bye. A lot Thank of people you. out there with a lot of rashes in the naked city. We don't want to make any rash judgments about them, but uh, someday, somehow. In fact, I'm going to have you call because he'll be in at 1 o'clock today, and he said he'd have some. He was at the hockey game last night, but he kind of like looked down at me and like uh, pointed at his neck like, how is it? And I like, uh, you know, a little, a little 10 seconds of comedy, and that was it. See, this is the problem. Nobody takes these things seriously. It's not their body. You know, Stanley's a good guy, and he's a big fan, and he's probably real depressed today because he was at the game right to the end, too. But, you know, and he's from Toronto, so he can't be all bad. But I'd like to have something, some ideas, some answers. I mean, after a while, it gets a little bit old. And if it were just a rash, I don't care. When you look as bad as I do, do I give a crap about having a rash, a little rash on your neck that you can barely see? No. No. But when it's all the other, you know, the the pain in the neck and the this and then the little the kind of like uh, non-specific stuff. You know what I'm talking about? When it's a whole series of annoying things that nobody seems to understand what the hell it's all about. All of these things. Then you'd like to get rid of it for a change. Hello, doctor. Can you give me an answer to anything? No. Thank you. Oh, by the way, here's the bill. 
Two open lines in Dade County, 560 pound 560. I feel a lot better today because it's almost noon, and I realize that most of the people in this town aren't the least bit concerned about that game last night or the re-injury of Pavel Bury. They still, most of them, have no idea who he is and couldn't care less. So I feel better now because I thought it was kind of like a devastating experience, and now I realize it, it means nothing. I feel better. I really do. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Some stations give you tickets. Some stations give you cars. But this station is the only station to give you magical power. Because this station is going to render you invisible. Invisible. Go where you want. Do what you want to do. No one will ever know because you're invisible. Cannot be seen. It's a world of possibility. You can go to school naked. Naked. Go to work naked. Naked. See other people naked. Naked. All because you're invisible. Just feel a setting this weekend, and when you hear this sound, be the tense promise, and you'll be on your way to invisibility. This station is exempt from responsibility for your actions while you are invisible. Employees of this station and their families are not eligible to be invisible or naked ever. Party invisible. Party naked. People listening for your chance to win. It's 11.45 at 5.60. WQM, here's a uh, fax that says, could you please possibly, since you're so Beach Boys intensive this week, play a, a Beach Boy dedication for Gildy? Will I grow up to be? <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Anyway, I get a, a card in the mail this morning. I'm telling you, the mail this week has been spectacular. It's been between the faxes and the mail. And here's a, a card, another one of those Easter cards. Oi! I always love people who know that you don't celebrate their holidays, but they still insist on, you know, imposing. See, that's the religionists. They're all the same. It's just a matter of degree. The more intolerant they are, the more they uh, heap this crap on you. And he's got his Clifton article from uh, the Palm Beach Post. This is about the guy, the skywriting guy. We got the thing yesterday. Love is in the air over Boca. Pilot spreads God's word 9,000 feet up. And he's writing all these things. Love God, got problems, pray, on deck for Easter. He is risen, yada, yada, yada. So they asked this uh, airport, Jerry Stevens, in Boca, how soon is he coming back? And he says, very soon. I don't have the exact date, but in the next two years, he says. So based on this article, I get this Easter card with a note from another Jerry in Boca who says, Neil, you have only two years left to make your decision. Enclosed is the clipping from the post to help you arrive at that decision. Surely you must believe in something, Neil. No. Why not God? No. I suspect you may be one of those who believe in reincarnation. No, no, no. Don't fall for that. Do you think God is so cruel he would subject his creation to come back again and again and again? Yes. What a terrible fate. Think about these things, I said, Neil. All you have to do is accept it. It's a free gift, eternal life. No. Refusing this free gift will land you in hell. God bless you. <laughs> it's a free gift. You don't think that God would subject you to coming back again and again and no memory of the previous life. It's meaningless anyway. But now you have this free gift of going to heaven. Otherwise, you'll land in hell. Stop and think about it, Jerry, about that loving God. Now, if he wants to come out in Times Square tonight, you know, on the, uh, you know, on that big sign they got in Times Square and make an announcement, maybe then I'll listen. Otherwise, no. Dade County's open 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Failure to take this gift will result in you being de in the depths of hell. Right. 
<laughs> Burning on that lake of fire, Geneva, New York. I'm so depressed I had to double my dose of Prozac this morning. Well, it's good to see that most people here don't care, though. I'm delighted at that. I thought that this was going to be a barn burner of a day here today. And uh, is it? No. No. You know something? The thing I wanted to talk about, that new guy, his first game last night, what was his name? The Russian, uh, the... Uh... Slava Butsayev, number 17. Yeah. You know, I, I counted the number of face-offs. You know, he won, he won five out of seven face-offs he mm -hmm. was in, but yet in the end of the game in crunch time when we needed to win face-offs, they put that damn Niedermeyer in there again, and he mm -hmm. lost like eight out of nine. Yeah. What's with that? What's with Murray? I mean, he's got to have naked pictures because no matter how bad he plays, you have never seen him ever benched one game by either by any of the three coaches, by any of the four coaches, going back to uh, Roger Nielsen. He has never been benched one game, and he goes out there and can play the most comatose, the most devastating, the most negative uh, game like he did last night. It doesn't make any difference. You sure he doesn't have something on them? He's, like got, naked the na he's got naked pictures, like I said. <laughs> naked pictures of Murray and the two Murray brothers together. So they with, a, with a goat, yes. <laughs> Anyway, Neil, I, I hope it's Saturday night. The one positive in this thing, if it can be, is, is if this doesn't wake up this team, they are dead. It's comatose, goodbye. Do you, do, you, do you really think there's any chance that this is going to wake them up? Well, you know something? If I'm, I'm a fan, I'm hoping it does. That's all I can tell you. But if it doesn't, nothing will, because this, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I, I went from such unbelievable enthusiasm and euphoria and screaming and yelling and carrying on and excitement to a state of uh, close to suicide in just in a matter of minutes. People were people. You're right. Going out of the arena, I couldn't believe it. Everyone was like shocked. They were screaming. They were, it was, they were screaming. F you, Panthers. Yeah, I mean, just wild. They were just uh, they couldn't believe it. But you know who I blame? This was a tank job that nobody could have believed. One more thing. You know. I blame this thing on Murray, even though the players did it, because he right. did nothing to change the right. flow. Right, no timeout, no nothing. He nothing. just kept uh, like he was helpless. That's right. Didn't send anybody on the ice to 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 you know to regenerate the enthusiasm. Didn't do a damn thing to change things. So I've got to pin this one on Murray, and I don't care. You know, I mean, that's just the way I feel about it. Okay. Okay. See ya. We have an open line in Broward. All three in Dade. Pretty quiet here today for a day after this cataclysmic or what I thought was a cataclysmic event. Like I said only minutes ago, thank God that people aren't concerned about such crap. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. They're more interested here on the sports station in golf. That's what we're concerned about. Golf. Or is it golf? Oh, God. This, seriously, just stop and think about what pathetic no life people are watching other people hit a golf ball and then you know give them their golf carts or just walk you know walk up the fairway uh, 150 200 yards and then stop and a caddy reaches in he tells him which uh, uh, club he wants and then he hits the ball again and we're well, you know and we're involved in this only of course because we got to make the money because we got to make some of that money back that we're losing uh, to Wayne paying to Wayne for all those see I want you to understand one thing and I've told you this before and this is not something I'm making up this station, and you poor underlings that work here that are underpaid, which is most of the people that don't make squad, you're paying a tremendous, tremendous price to feed Greg Reed's ego, because that's what this station's all about, to feed his ego. So he can be the sports maven, the sports hotshot, have franchises of teams that haven't even been formed yet, sports that haven't been invented yet. we got to go out there and sell another $400,000 in Panthers hockey or else. That's what Lee Cutler's saying. And, of course, tomorrow in the game, in the Marlins exhibition game, you'll notice that there are spots recorded by yours truly that would have been on the air during the show if we were on until 2 o'clock. Why is that? 
I would assume that probably number one, because the rate is a hell of a lot higher, and number two, they can't sell the Marlin spots. <laughs> Anybody want to buy any Marlin spots? No. no, I'm sorry. Two open lines a day, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. I'm so pissed off. I knew when it was 5-1, I said to myself, someone's going to run Burry. Sure enough, here comes Adam Foot charging him. And then if you notice on the inboard, as uh, Foot was leaving, he slashed Burry in the right leg. So I'm waiting for something to happen. Nothing happens. This yeah. is the goose that laid the golden eggs, Panthers. If they look at Pavle Cross, you got to send the guys out and take care of Send a message. And also, this is yeah, the third where, time. What was the message? I mean, was the fight that Paul Laws had with Odgers, was, was that supposed to be no, a that message? Was we were... they, need, they need to put Paul up on front sometimes. It'll it play on the left wing then. It'll play center. But if they look at Pave wrong, we got to go after anyone does that. Also, on the first game with Chara, when he came to New York and played, Chara ran him. And Sergey, he finally slashed that guy in the neck. And in the Philadelphia game, Desjardins speared him in the leg on the blue line. Yeah. I'm just waiting for, you know, we've got to get the message. If, if we don't do well, something. Well, we got to start chucking more of those spears out there, I think, is what we got to do. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, on this game last night, I mean, obviously, uh, unbelievable. But uh, what do you think about Murray's decision to leave Burke in goal for that third period? I mean, do you think that was – I think that was crazy. Why is that? Well, the reason the, the is score guys, was, The score was 5-1 to one going into the third period, and Burke had played, as he usually does, extremely well up until that right. point. What I'm, what I'm getting at is, is that all of a sudden they start getting through him, and uh, you just saw the whole thing starting to happen. And, and what and what did he have to do with that? Well, you know, sometimes and, and, you and, think... And does that mean you bring a guy in cold off the bench and you, uh, your team has folded up and stopped playing any defense and the guy off the bench is all of a sudden going to start making phenomenal saves, pulling him out of his ass? Well, I don't know. They pulled, you know, one walk. Frustrated. They pulled him. And yeah, because he was playing a crappy game because it was right. 5 nothing. they pulled him out. What was the point of leaving him in there? Right. I agree. But I'm just wondering if you, you know, your opinion on whether they Absolutely should have left Burke not, for that Absolutely had nothing to do with it. Again, people that don't know the game, like Jeff DeFlores, who gets on this morning, want to knock uh, Sean Burke. I'm going to tell you, boys and girls, before there was any Pavel Bure in a Florida Panthers uniform, if it weren't for Sean Burke playing far better than we ever could have hoped to dream this year, this team would be like the Islanders or maybe even Tampa Bay. They'd have no chance for the playoffs. And that's the goddamn honest truth. And I was never a big fan of his. I wasn't all that happy when they signed him. I thought, ah, here we go, mediocrity again. But the team goes into a tank job, folds up with a choke job that's never been seen in history practically, and now they want to blame the one guy that's held him in there all year. Oh, yeah, he was uh, terrible. boy, Defoe. You really know your crap. How's Eddie Jackman doing, by the way? Maybe they should have stuck him in there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Listen, I was there last night. A couple of things. Like you said before, they're a 500 club, and I know you know horses. Maybe this is gelding and not uh, the other name he's using. Yeah. That's it. Okay, thanks for your perspicacious observations. There you go. Two lines left on the board, then we'll go back to... Um... Will I dig the same things that turn me on as a kid? We'll go back to that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I should have put Joe Villain there in there. Uh-huh. No, uh huh. No. Terry Sawchuk. They could have strapped his ass up. <laughs> now this is really Pound. a situation where they should be. Turk the coach Boda. should be fired. The coach Murray. should be fired. Yeah, Murray should be fired. They because fired they lost the because coach. they blew a game. 
No, not again. They, they fired the other coach because the owner's wife didn't like his language. That's why they fired the other coach. No, I understand that, but I'm not talking about this team. Other teams have this situation happen, and the coaches are gone. Have, have what, what situation are you talking about? A team that wins, and they lose three, and then they win one, and then they uh, they blow games. You know what situation this this team is in. They're not uh, the greatest team. Sir, this team suffers other than Bure. If you take him out of the equation, and I'm not a Terry Murray fan by any stretch of the imagination, this team well, suffers. Sir, can I finish my sentence? Sure. This team suffers from a lack of talent. They won without Burry, though, the other day. So what does that mean? They played a Phoenix team that's been losing every game. If they play a girls team, they lose. What does that mean? That means that they don't like the coach they're playing for. Go to yeah. one of those dinners. They have the buck and the soup dinner. Yeah. You'll hear all the players. Well, I, I, I said that in the beginning of the year when he started uh, with that, that uh, kindergarten business with, you know, sitting guys up because they showed up two minutes late for practice. They're not going right. to put up with that. I told you early in the beginning of the year they would not play for Terry Murray. Right. You're that. absolutely right. That's yeah. Now, this is why they but, should just But let me ask you this. Who would be the guy that would fire him? Well, they, unfortunately, they probably have pictures of the Murrays and Heisinger, so nobody's going to no, fire him. No, no, who would be the guy that would fire him? Wouldn't that be the general manager? No, they need to fire him, too. Oh, okay, thank you. I, and there you go. Now you're talking. Oh! A little slow there. Better late than never. Oh, but the kids, the youngsters in the organization, yeah. Four minutes till, how's Marty Stocka doing, by the way? Is he feeling better? Anybody have a heart or a liver? They stunk. <laughs> Well, I'm Jerry Hallwell, I'm the right hand of God. And when I woke up today, I put my TV on, and instead of Kathy Lee or CNN, I saw a purple creature with a gay sign on his head. It was an upside-down triangle purple thinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple thinky-winky. Upside-down triangle purple thinky-winky. Hey, tell us of me. Well, just when I thought things couldn't get worse, I noticed he was carrying a little thirst. How can they call this a children's show? He has an upside down triangle purple pinky winky. Upside down triangle purple pinky. I'd love to show you all. Yay, purple pinky winky. Yay, Well, most devout Christians find it hard to believe, but on the Teletubby's tummy is a TV screen. It had a purple penis pointing straight at me that was blowing a noise through the hole in the thing. Twelve oh two at five fifty WQAM, and that, by the way, is especially for our friend the book of Brian Hader, who sends me a four-page psychotic letter today on I am the greatest entertainer in the universe. He says I got the greatest, sharpest mind on the planet, the best radio show in the world, despite that little retarded twerp, Boca Brian. And he goes on page after page ripping Boca. I love Boca Brian. I've never had anybody other than this misfit, who, by the way, doesn't have a name. He signs it, your good friend, the anti Boca Brian guy. You know, that's like going through life as the guy with the eyes. Huh? As, no, seriously, as opposed to a person with an identity. That's like that letter we got the other day, Dear WQAM. You know? Dear Uncle Sam. Dear World. The anti-Boca Brian guy who has no name and no life, obviously. We love Boca Brian, okay? And he's a very creative and funny guy. He's depressing, but that's, uh, you know, he can't help it. Dade County, he lives here. He can't help it. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. 
So our poll question today, and I'm serious about this, what are we ever going to do? Because this is what the problem in the world is. What are we going to do about the gorillas in our midst? Why is it that every time I say that you become uncontrollable? What, what? I think most people in this audience would agree that that's a very, especially after what happened in Uganda over the weekend, something we need to address. What do will we be doing about it? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How come Pavel didn't have a big guy named uh, Peter last night with him? How come he didn't do anything last night? How come there was no retaliation after this took place? I don't understand. How come he didn't every, go out there and kick some ass? Every other night he fought, and last night... How come he didn't could... go after Adam Foote and put his uh, head in the goddamn stand? Exactly. You take care of that, Neil. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take care of that. Right. Just when I thought that he was really a player, that he was starting to develop, that there was some promise there, because everything else was going so well anyway... And then we find out that he's really useless as teats on a frog. Open line in the Broward, all three in day, the real quiet Thursday again. Just like the day that I came in here that time after, uh, whatever, I guess it was a previous vacation, since I have so many, thank God. And we'd had that exciting news that we got Pavel Bury, they had made that trade, and I come in here thinking that this town is going to be on fire. They're going to be just foaming at the mouth. They're going to be jumping up and down like Rumpelstiltskin. And now that we've got him and they've seen what he's capable of doing and the excitement, I'm going to say it again for all you sports experts who listen to this phony baloney sports station. This man is the most exciting athlete who has ever, it's not even a contest, ever come to this town and played here for, the, for a team in this town in any sport. There's not, it's not even a contest. And please don't tell me Dan Marino, and I love Dan Marino, and he's a great guy, and he's a hell of a player, but hes uh, is he exciting? He's got a great arm. He's a clutch guy. He's a great competitor, but he's uh, a statue with two bad knees. Pavel's only got one bad knee, thank God. Now, in this town, like, I, I, I'm serious. They could they could bring a million dollars cash in small bills in your backyard, put it out there, and and half the people in this town would go out. Oh, what the hell is this? And what do they want for? What where did this come from? Boy, I got problems now. Here's sunrise. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to say Rob Niedermeyer's an asshole and a spiteful son of. Okay, thank you. There, there you go. There's a good call. Open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560. See, this the reason you get these calls, just like the twerps like uh, Mitch and Andy, because they don't understand the game. They have nothing to contribute so that you can't converse with them about something they know nothing about. They're just more bodies in seats. That's what we've got, bodies in frickin' seats. Here's Weston. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm a transplant like most people are from here in South Florida. I came from Detroit about three years ago. Yeah. A great fan of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to suffer through the Brian Murray era up there also. Yeah. And, I'm, and still the team is my Red Wings, but I'm here down here. You know, we'll back these guys. You're absolutely right. Beret is the most exciting thing to hit the ice since the ice itself. And <clears throat> your point again about Burke, you're absolutely right. Did anybody help that poor guy when he got shelled? He was incredibly getting shelled, and nobody helped him out. Guys were just skating through there. I mean, the one goal by Forsberg, maybe it was his last one that I remember, 
I, that was the last goal, the seventh one. Right, when he was sprawling around. But... And, and huh, no, 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 this was the one where he just skated, and I think it was uh, Sissy Spacek there was the one that was trying to hold him off. And he just, with one arm, held off the defenseman, went around him with determination. Like It was like they cared, and our guys just stopped caring anymore. What, what kind of a performance is that? Oh, you're absolutely He's right. gutless and spineless and cowardly. And you're it's right. embarrassing. The, the season is over, no matter what they want to I, say. I'm afraid you might be right. I think that was the If they can recover from that, then I salute them. But I, I have my doubts. And Murray went, went out there and got himself another yes man, being his brother. Right. Bowman came into town in Detroit. He told him, you know, had a pair of stones and said, you know, get out of my locker room, get out of my city. Yeah. And now look at him. So I just want to call you're absolutely right, and maybe next year we can get some more help. Okay, God help us. See you, buddy. Okay. Mike Johnson's God. We have an open line at Dade 1 at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. It's eight minutes past noon on your Maple Leaf Sports Station QM. we got Hank from Doral <laughs> from 2 to 6, golf stuff. we got Boog Shambi with fat stuff from 6 to 10, Ed Kaplan gambling stuff, 10 o'clock tonight. Picture, if you will, the former king of late-night TV. No longer needed. Out of the loop, he finds himself in the retirement zone. Uh... Did I ever tell you that I used to talk to big celebrities like Tiny Tim and Joan Embry? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, eat your applesauce. I pops the early bird specials end at 4.30. Hello! Uh, Ed. Ah, yes, sir. Ed, remember me? Oh, uh, Get lost, Gramps. You're too old for star search. May ah, disease the ah. Spoil your miracle there. <laughs> Caught in a twisted world where the job ends. But the enemies don't. Good one, sir! <laughs> it's the inevitable road we all travel. There's an envelope up ahead. And the answer is an old fart parking a Dodge Dart at Kmart. It's the retirement zone. Johnny, Kmart sucks. Twelve fourteen at 560 WQM. I guess everybody else thinks so, too, which is why Walmart stock is going up so high. Market's up 100 and uh, something. NASDAQ's up 33.70. And the Dow is up what? Come on, let's go. We don't care about Charles Bierbauer. And they, oh, and they take the thing off of there. God, these people suck. They take the damn little thing off of there, so i got to go over to uh, see the Dow's up 148. Just thought I'd mention that because Rick is not on the air right at the moment. Here's a Hollywood. Hello. Hollywood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy 23rd. Well, thank you so much. Did you ever notice people follow your lead? For example, the spills and funny things you display on the radio two years ago. Only you were the one doing it. Now everyone tries to copy you and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, there was one other item. Um, when you worked at that other station, um, you had a spill that gave... What, what other station is that, sir? Uh, W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. Yeah, that one. Yes, I think that was it. You had um, one of your things, it was the gaze in with the disc green sheets and so forth. It was what? The gaze in. Do you recall that, sir? Gaze in? Yes, sir. And out? Whatever the case. But I, I haven't heard Let me it. take a look. Well, let me take a look. There's gaze in the Army. I'll see if I can dig it out, okay? I'll get a finger out. Okay, we have an open line at day one in Broward, 5670560. Do you know what he's talking about? No. And uh, pound 560 on a mobile one line, we pay for it. And the call, too. Here's Miami. Hello. Boca Brian sucks eggs. Okay, great. There you go. There you go. There he is. This is a man with no life whatsoever whose whole thing, we've given his number on the air. He don't care. We've done everything under the sun. Waste his time with postage, a four-page letter. Boca Brian sucks. His whole life is he don't like Boca Brian. Well, guess what? I don't care if you don't like Boca Brian. 
it's of no interest to me. Nobody cares. If it affects your uh, enjoyment of this show so much, find something else. Find somebody else to, uh, you know, uh, uh, nauseate every day. Take up a hobby. Go elope with Dr. Laura, something like that. She'll straighten your ass out. She'll tell you what a piece of walking dreck you are. And in this case, she'll be right. Here's South Palm Beach. Hello. South Palm Beach. Hey, South Palm Beach here. Is that you, sir? Yes, sir. Sounds just like you. How you doing, Neil? Great. Listen, um, now you know how we Red Wings fans felt the other night. Oh, God, that was terrible. Yeah. Up four to one. Isn't isn't it interesting, though, I'm glad you mentioned that game, that the same people that were raving about what a great comeback, which it was, they're down 4-1 right there in Detroit on the road against a hot team, two-time Stanley Cup defending champion. Right. They come back tied up 5-5. Same people were raving, oh, my God, this is sensational. Now they're saying, well, let's uh, fire the Marines. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not not disagreeing with that, but it's interesting that in just a few days, from Friday to Wednesday, all of a sudden, uh, you know, that's how fickle people are. Yeah, that's typical. Look what they were doing to Fedorov when he came back. I mean, they let the Hurricanes negotiate his contract, and they boo him. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sake, I mean, uh, Fedorov's one of the top ten players. Yeah, but at least those people understand the game. Ah, That's the difference. At least they know what it's about. I read in the Post the other day, in fact, the guy trashed you in the first paragraph. Yeah. I don't even know who the hell he was, but uh, you know what? He talks about Murray, which is okay. Trashed I mean, he about Murray. What? He trashed me about what? Anne Murray? I know he mentioned your name as being somehow against Murray. Well, you know. You mean BM? You know, uh, yeah. I like to right. BM every now and then, but Brian Murray, I don't like. But let me let me tell you that Murray didn't even mention Jimmy Devalano, who really built the Red Wings. I mean, Murray. Yeah. The Murray boys are good at offense. I mean, look at Burry. You got Burray. You got Kozlov. Um, you got really great offense. I think. I think what we're going to do is going to get Anne Marie and Jan Marie, and then we can have an all Murray team. We'll have Burray and Murrays. We have an open line of Dade One and Broward. Five six. It was getting pretty weak there. That call five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Is this a hockey town? No. Have I told you that yes. for years? Yes. This is uh, where it is. Okay. I mean, I can keep screaming about it. it is what it is. Just like I'm telling you, go back and watch Godfather 3 again. That one scene where uh, Al Pacino says to uh, Vincent, he says, you are what you are. And that's it. This place is what it is. I can scream and rant and rave. I've been here for 23 years doing that. Is it going to change? No. It is what it is. It's a banana boat dropping off place. It's an uh, outdoor funeral parlor. It's a place where the most exciting thing they got going on is uh, golf. Right? Yes. So there it is. It is what it is. How's Andy Garcia doing, by the way? Seen him lately? No. Here's Deerfield Beach. Hello? Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, been watching hockey for quite some time, since about 1975. Oh, my God. Watched Bill Torrey build the Islanders, and I'm watching him try and build a team here now. Uh, It seems to be doing a fairly good job, but when you're watching a game and you're watching a lead slip away during the third period, Murray didn't call a timeout. Well, what do you mean he seems to be doing a fairly good job? What what does that mean? Well, um, with with minimal talent and starting to build up on the talent, he's got a, a solid solid front office. I don't claim to know enough well, about wait, wait, Brian or Terry. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what does that mean he's got a solid front office? What, what does that term meaning, mean? Meaning they're building towards something that's not a fly-by-night organization. They're going to be around for years and years and years. They're not just looking to trump this up and then sell it like other franchises in this area. Like what? Who? who what well, other like fr- the Marlins. Like, uh, you know, you've got a couple of solid organizations in this area. The Dolphins are usually solid. Uh, the Marlins, goodness knows what happened to them. Well, first of all, Bill Torrey doesn't own the team. Wayne Heisinger already has been looking to sell it. He's Understood. already said he's going to sell a hockey team. He's already said that. 
No, he very well may. The problem, the problem was watching a, a team the other night, last night, I was at the game, and watching a coach sit on the bench and not send out retalia- retaliations for all the dirty stuff that yeah. went on all last night. So, so then how can you say that he's built this great uh, front office? Well, that's, the general that's, manager well, and the coach. Solid. I, I think sometimes step need, steps need to be taken. And how do you get rid of a GM and a coach at the same, at the same time? Especially when they're brothers. Yeah, when they joined at the uh, at the lip, maybe that's why Brian can't speak too good because they're joined at the lip. Part of the problem. Terry keeps getting in the way. To see the coach sit there during that third period and do nothing, don't pull the goalie, don't change up, don't send an enforcer out, don't start a fight, not to do anything. I just sat there. I I had my mouth open the whole third period and just watched it and couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it, and I I also can't believe that the people in this town are so disinterested that they they're just not in a state. Maybe they are in a state of shock. Maybe they're in a coma. Maybe they crawled into a corner and stuck their thumb in their mouth. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm a season ticket holder since they started this team, and I I have I I know a few people on the inside of that organization. Some people, you know, actually Wayne and a couple of his uh, business partners, and, and they're very they're very concerned about what the people in the area think. Is that why? Is that why you can't see the goal light when you score? Do they score a goal at the at the north end there, or whichever end that is? I agree. I, I think there's a lot of people that are going to have to start piping up and speaking up I mean, real loud. Well, well, I've been screaming pretty loud, and I'm supposed to be somebody that's got a following among the ten hockey fans we got in this town. And yeah. here we are, three quarters of the way through the season, well, and they, now they, they finally they get the audio it. straightened out, and we finally get some out of town scores, yeah. and you still can't see the goddamn goal light. Yep. We're not talking about major accomplishments here. They don't. They don't care. The only, the only thing that they do is they panic. They, you know, they like the fact that the county built a new arena, spent yeah. almost two hundred million dollars. They like that fact. They love the fact that the people are still got a. They, they're hung over from three years ago from that Stanley Cup final. Sure. That that fake thing that happened. You know that everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Sure. And, and then they panic. So you know they get they get forced into going out and spending all that money to get Pavel Bury, which is a great deal. Yeah. And I kissed him on the ass for it. But in the meantime, this is not a great team. This is a team with mediocrity. Exactly. There's a, there's, they're about a move or two away from it. Uh, a move or two? Yeah. Away from what? Uh, away from getting to uh, they're building their young guys, and they need one or two more trades. you got to get rid of a few guys on the team. I don't like bashing people specifically Why by not? name. Well, Why not? You mean like Kirk Muller? Well, like Kirk Garpin Muller, Muller, like Bobby Niedermeyer. Like you gotta, you gotta and Carter and Niedermeyer? And a lot of other guys that uh, are non-productive. I like I like a lot of the young guys who are productive, and you got to keep them and get rid of the dead wood. But the fact is, since you're talking about what great organization this is, they haven't developed since day one. We've heard about all these youngsters who were going to Dvorak and Niedermeyer and Eddie, and they were all going to develop into stars. And these yeah. people, the coaches, the general manager, they haven't been able to bring not one along to the level of being a star. Forget about superstar, not one of them into being a star. Well, and I mean, the, the closest thing they had before Beret, the closest thing they had before Beret was Ray Whitney, and he didn't develop in this organization. He was no. a young veteran that came from San Jose and Edmonton. He didn't, he didn't come out of this organization. I know it's not fair to compare and contrast, but when someone leaves our team, a guy named like Straka, a guy named like Barnes, or a guy like Ray Shepard, that's a veteran that goes back and from a coma last year, having Ray a big year in Carolina. Barn with us, huh? He couldn't hit the side of a barn with us. That's right. And then all of a sudden they get to a different organization and they catch fire. Right. Maybe it's time to Don't forget, sir, that Marty Straka was paid $600,000 to go away. Yeah. He was paid six hundred grand to go away because Doug McClain wouldn't play him, he didn't have confidence in him, and Brian Murray wouldn't intercede. So they paid him six hundred grand to go away. Pittsburgh took a chance on bringing him back. He's got 30 goals, and they probably could have had 40 if he didn't get hurt again last night. Well, let's see what happens with this solid organization that I think and see if they can do something about it. I, I don't know why you keep saying that. Well, where's, the, where's the evidence of it? Well, it, it, other it, than the Pavel Bure trade and picking up a Ray Whitney for virtually nothing, where's the where, where's the solid organization? Would you, would you rather be in Tampa? 
So in other words, you're going to pick the worst team in the league, and you're no, going to I'm say to me, okay, have a great day, sir. You make no sense. You're just talking crap. Would I rather be in Tampa? No. Under For any uh, any reason in the world, would I rather be in Tampa? No. Unless I was at Burns Steakhouse, maybe, or Donatello's. We have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670566. I mean, I, I, I try to be patient. I listen. I beg for people who know something about this, who can have a conversation. It's not just a question of disagreeing. It's a question of people saying something so patently ridiculous and not being able to back it up with anything of, of substance. How can it be a, a, a such a wonderful organization after six years that we're stra- still strapped here with mediocrity? Here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Uh, Neo, what's yes, up, sir. buddy? How you doing? Um, I'm so tired. I've been watching the Panthers now for about five, six years. I've had tickets there. Fox tickets there for a few years. And I'm so tired of people blaming uh, the coach, uh, Niedermeyer, this and that. They're a 500 team. That's all they are. Yeah. They're a mediocre team, and the only star they have is Burray. Yeah. That's it. So they, I'm not shocked that they let six goals score in one game. But... The, the, in the in last quarter, period. but the reason I called the last quarter. That, yeah. here's, a, uh, here's a season ticket holder. They scored six goals in the last quarter. Yeah. Um, the reason I did called you say was the last quarter, sir. Did you say well, that? I was at the game that. yesterday, and this has something to do with management. Now, and which, which uh, the guy that called said that no management, management doesn't give a crap. Yeah. I ordered a, it's the stupidest thing. We ordered a key lime pie, seven fifty for the key lime pie. Uh-huh. There was a hair in the key lime pie. Uh-huh. So I told the hostess, can you please return and give me another one? Yeah. She yeah. had to go through management. She had to go uh, through, she probably had to speak to the owner. Now, which, which she quarter was this? Sure was it sure halftime? I think it was a halftime. It was probably your hair. Yeah. It was a long piece of blonde well, hair. Listen, the bottom of the tenth inning. They do suck. Uh-huh. Okay, well, listen, I hope you enjoy your pubic hair, okay? I think it was from Brian Murray. I had no extra charge, by the way. All right! Yeah! All right! Boy, we've been getting a lot of really uh, great calls, you know? Yes, sir. Maybe I'm just invigorated from my great vacation in Amsterdam. That must be it, from all that hot gay sex and that uh, magic mushrooms. Yeah, must have done it for me. Maybe I'm imagining it, but, boy, we've been getting some tremendous between the fax machine and the mail and these calls. You can buy some of this stuff for $50 million, cash, small bills. Oh, I love it. So anyway, what did he say was in the bottom of the seventh inning? Oh, he's in the third inning stretch. He said he was stretching it right between shoving the key lime pie in his puss. And then when that little uh, that little uh, panther guy came down the rope, he got all excited. to the gate square dance, got a great big zipper in the back of my pants. Oh. Get off my horse at the old barn door, got my saddle turned around, I'm a-riding on the horn. Look inside, folks are dancing all around, there goes Johnny in his mother's nightgown. All the man left and all the man right, all the man needs is a pillow to fight. your partner a silly smirk, all join hands for a big circle jerk. Volunteers, all raise your hand. Who's going to be the next pivot man? Invite your partner home for a drink. Lick your lips and give him a wink with a great big smile and a great big nod. Let him know your gerbils the applause. Oh, no. Are you serious? I mean, it's all Pokemon, but I'm just going to play a little bit of this, okay? It's a pretty good Everybody has a game agree with me, by the way, also. Of course, they're going to agree to my face. 
I'm going to go home and do the Brian Wilson roll-up song. We're going to hop in bed with Brian. I'm going home and eat some company. Anybody ever see a candle here? Yeah? No. Come on over. Just a little sample there of the greatest uh, group in the history of music. We have an open line in day one in Broward. I told you it's uh, not even a contest. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one. Great. I think it's uh, time to say goodbye to him. You know what I'm saying? Two open lines in day one in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Happy Purim. And back to you. You know, I love hearing people bitch about how uh, they miss Barnes, they miss Struck. The one player they've never been able to replace is Jason Woolley, and yeah. nobody ever talks about it. Because they don't know from Jason Woolley. They don't because know great the how important he is uh, for Buffalo on the defense and on the power play. They don't know from Jason Woolley. Don't you understand that? They're limited to like a couple of names. The only reason they know Stu Barnes is because Stu, you know, they used to, well, and remember that game when Pittsburgh was here? In the third period, he's approaching our blue line, and they're going, so, you know, and it's like a one-goal game. It's a tight game, and the Panther fans are going, Sue, get with it. Somebody remember, needs to give these people a life. You remember over the summer when there was that talk that Potvin was coming here for Niedermeyer? Right. And Niedermeyer was crying, I don't want to go to Toronto. I don't want to go to Toronto. Right. I'd love and to hear what you have every, to say now. That's why everybody in the league is on to him now, because they know that he's a pussy, and he's uh, that that's him. Just and they'll, they'll never unload him. Well, hopefully they'll unload the GM after this after this season because he just stinks out the joint every night. All right. Now, why do you think they call him BM? Have a great day, sir. Think about it. It's uh, twelve thirty-five at five sixty WQM. We have an open line at eight. So that story you were telling me about Hank that was uh, shocking. By the way, I did bring in the uh, Doctor uh, Ruben. What is his name? Bernstein. Well, same thing. Doctor Bernstein book for Hank today. One of his uh, cohorts better pick it up down here. Diabetes Solution, the most important book you'll ever read in your life, Hamper, uh, Hamper uh, uh, Hank. Telling you that right now. So what are you saying? Hank doesn't go anywhere near the city of Miami anymore. Wonder why. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hi there. How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I'm so depressed. It's, it's unbelievable. Actually, the only thing that brought a smile to my face is when you mentioned Burns Steakhouse. And, yeah. Uh, now that smiles. Oh, well, what a place that is. Huh? Yeah, that, that, that's oh. for sure. Boy. Unreal. 
you know, the thing is, I, I know a bit about the game. I'm not going to profess to know as much as you, but I, I know a bit. And I watched it last night, and I'll be damned if I know where to lay the blame. Outside of that Edomar fiasco, Burke didn't look like he was all that bad. He wasn't all out of position. The defense, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, the defense looked like they were in position, yet, yet it didn't happen. What, what do you mean they were in position? They they just were outforced and outpushed. They were pushed around like a bunch of ragdolls. By I mean, there's no question Colorado's got a much more talented team, even without Theo Ferry, you know, who was injured, didn't play. But there's no question they've got tremendous talent. You look at their lineup and just a Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg and Adam Deadmarsh and uh, I mean, you just go up and down on Sanders Ozilin. There's so much talent on that team. Adam Foot, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with you. And yet but, we had but, them down five zip. But, but the fact them, but is, talent, when, they let, when they let them back in, that was the point. All of a sudden they said to themselves, hey, guess what? We still got a chance in this game because they've just quit because they got their superstars hurt again, and they just quit. And so they said, okay, well, we'll go out there and do it, and they did. It, it must have been everyone because I can't fault a single guy that you know, fell down on the drop. Unless they all all of them. The Every single one of them, they, they stunk the joint out. But what I'm starting to feel now is maybe that was our last shot at the playoffs. I know it's a little early. But, stunk. But uh, I don't know. It, just, it doesn't well, look. I couldn't good. say it's your last shot. I mean, they're only two points behind Boston. All they're you know behind in wins. But uh, how how you come back from that? I, I, you know, if they do, I'll give them all the credit in the world. If they can bounce back from that, that to me had to be for any athletic team, any sport, that had to be a backbreaker. It, it that, was. that had and, to be just and, devastating. And yet a few nights ago, they almost I would say nasty. And what? And I just don't get it. I don't get it. But I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, they beat Celine. They tied Detroit and came from. I, I don't get it either. Yeah. Ask the coach. He's still standing there with a dumb look on his face. He's still waiting to call timeout. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, well, have a great day, day, sir. Twenty-two before one at five sixty WQM. Your confused station for the nineties, where we dare to be uh, different, where we dare to talk about things that nobody in this town cares about, and still manage to succeed. There's my meat. When you're tired of all that fast food junk, and you crave some deer or dog or skunk, or a highway ham on a red hot day, come on into the Rodeo Cafe. At the Rodeo Cafe, you'll find the best fried chicken, Freshly run over motor meat with no additives, no preservatives, and just a little gravel. Try the pavement pizza. Chunks of rabbit smashed by a semi on top of whole wheat dough. Or a boulevard burger. Two patties of pure mystery meat tenderized by traffic and served with a pickle. Hi, can I take your order? I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. One equestrian special, Charlene. So come on by the Roadkill Cafe. <laughs> Supper's ready. 1243 at 560 WQM. You notice those neat new rejoins that we got? <laughs> well, they're okay, except that they say AM at the end. Now, what, what the hell do we say that? Don't you think people that are listening know that we're on AM? Don't you? No. You're right. Here's a mobile in Naples. Hello. Hey, guys. Yes, sir. The previous call I had right on the head with the bully trade. Uh, no one's stepped up since that. Uh, Nobody won? They need a big defenseman. They need a, not a tough guy, but a big defenseman. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Murphy's not doing the job. Everyone knows that. Gordon Murphy you know. was injured. He didn't play last night. He's out right, for a Right, but he's been a healthy scratch for the past month off and on. Uh, the coach has sat him. Yeah. Uh, he's not picking it up. Rhett Warner has, but Rhett Warner has gotten in a few scraps and puts him out for part of the game. Rhett Warner uh, was useless as a, a bullfrog on your ass last night. Useless. They all were. They all all were. And as a hockey coach, and we're from the West Coast over here, over here in Naples. Right. I put I put my 10-year-old to bed after it was 5-0. Uh, he got up, and we had to watch ESPN in the morning. He didn't believe me. Yeah, well, uh, the good thing he didn't see the rest. He would have had nightmares for 10 years. 
and he's, he's one of my best players, and he said to me, Dad, you would never let that happen, would you? And I yeah. said, well, sometimes you cannot control them, but sometimes you can. I really calling a timeout about right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're, still waiting for the, we're still waiting for the timeout. We need big defense, guys. We need a couple guys, the Jordan-sized guys, to come in there yeah. and, and help the little guys out because they don't have anything. We need, a Dan, we need Dan McGillis on the blue line. That's, yeah, exactly. Or one of these six foot plus guys, which we do not have. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing, too, on Robbie Niedermeyer, I get to about 10 or uh, 12 Panthers game a year, and I can count on both hands every game the amount of times he gives up the puck to avoid the hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Whitney takes a hit better than him. Right. Um, the time, his time has come. You know something, even even Burry, who is, even Burry, who's not a physical player, as you know, even he threw a tremendous check in the first period and was out but there coming off a penalty. They all do. And Niedermeyer six three. It won't hit anyone. He's won't a pussy. Hit He's a real pussy. It, you know, uh, big disappointment in him. Panthers have no one to bring up. They got to look elsewhere. They got no one down there. And 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 Murray knows, it. guys, they've got to do something to make themselves competitive. If they make the playoffs this year, they make it on the heels of one guy, and that won't make it past the first round. I don't get. They'll be teamed up with New Jersey or Philadelphia. It'll be a quick, short, very ugly series, guys. Yeah, you're right. All right. Okay, good luck. Okay, folks, peace. Okay. What are you saying? We have an open line at Dade 1 at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile line. We're talking golf today. Who's your favorite golfer? White balls, orange balls, blue balls? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Great. What a total debacle last night. Right. Unbelievable. I want to give these people an outlet to uh, spew, and they're not spewing too much today. I'm really uh, disappointed. Well, I'm not no, disappointed. Th- thank God oh, the movie decided to play Godfather Part 2 last night. Otherwise, it would have been a total loss. Yeah. Unbelievable. By the way, I got an idea for Niedermeyer. I'm to trade him to the White House because he sucks. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I said that earlier today that the all this country, they're all whipped up to a frenzy about Monica and Baba Wawa, who can't speak five words if you held a gun to her head. And uh, Channel 6 calls uh, this morning. Oh, can they come over and uh, tape the show today and hear Neil talking about Monica? <laughs> see if we're going to talk about that. And like I said, there was a much bigger blowjob that took place right here in town last night that even Monica wouldn't have believed. One of the biggest blowjobs in the history of the human race, right in the old Mac Arena, right in the National Car Rectal Center. You know what they did? They wrecked them. They did. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, about last night, my daughter's still killing me from booing them. Yeah. I had to, I had to boo them to relieve my rage. Yeah. I was losing my mind. I disagree with you on one thing. Go ahead. About these rookie, uh, about these uh, players we have. Uh, Radic Dvorak. Do you remember his rookie year? The kid was great. Neil, uh, no, he wasn't great. He was, he was, great. He was damn he showed, good for a He showed tremendous pressure. I think right. he's I think he's playing better now than he was then. He's faster. He's got he makes more chances. But he, nothing ever happens. He doesn't finish. He's got ten goals. That that doesn't make a, a story for anybody. What about Jovo? What about Robbie? What about Rhett Morton? So, so why, what these kids, dis- these kids what, what are over backwards sir, instead sir, of why, what are you disagreeing about? That's exactly what I said. I said I'm that saying we it's kept not hearing them. about can it's I say one them. thing? Can I say one thing? They kept telling us and, and just a few days ago in the paper there was this thing about oh the youth movement is paying off and all these young kids in the organization. This is the line that BM has been selling for all these years now, and, and not one of them develops they all show a lot of promise, but you know something? Nothing happens. Right, because these the, the 
these coaches we had and the owners and uh, managers and everything, they, they're not developing them. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think they have a lot of talent. And just just like now, you look at Kavasha, you look at Boyle, right. you look at this uh, this kid, uh, Butsayev, and you say, wow, these guys look like it could really be something. Exactly. But I have no reason to believe that they'll be developed into anything here because nothing happens. Only because of the management. I agree. I mean, I think these, I think these kids have so much potential. You know what I mean? And Zap, nothing. I mean, Robbie, look at, look at the talent on this kid. He gets me sick. Yeah. Is he retarded or he just he's, looks he's that a, way? He's a pussy. He's a pussy. Unbelievable. No motivation. He's he's in on cloud nine. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I can't I I, I can't take him anymore. But he's got a lot of good ass though. That's what I hear. Okay, calm down, pal. Take two and call us tomorrow. We have open line of date. Five, he's getting a lot. In case Joe Rose is listening, Robbie's getting plenty. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. That's why I didn't want to go to Toronto. We didn't want to leave that good <laughs> behind. Okay, here's a, a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Mobile in Delray. Neil. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, just a couple comments about the game. Um, first and second period were floor checking like crazy. They weren't able to bring the puck past their own blue line without, you know, a long pass. Right. And then I, when I, re- I remember an early Colorado power play in that game last night in the first two periods. They couldn't get across center ice on the power play. Yep. And then in the third period, when it really started to fall apart, they're coming out five men. You know, they had five men in the neutral zone. And this is after Beret left the game. Yep. And then they weren't contested until, you know, they, they went, you know, from their end all the way to the neutral zone. We contest them at the blue line, you know, weekly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that didn't do, you know, didn't do anything. By the way, how'd Chris Wells do last night? I saw him up in the stands again. Oh, yeah, he was cheering. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks for the good news. We have an open line of date, five six seven. By the way, five games for Chris since he made his comeback. How many points? Oh. How many? Uh, how many goals? Oh. How many assists? Oh. How many points? Oh. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. He's a project. You see, you can play, you can manipulate all this verbal crap that you want to, BM, and all these other guys that like to manipulate the media and manipulate their lips and manipulate the public. The fact is, there it is, right there in front of you, man. An ugly, ugly, ugly scene. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, well, besides the game I went to last night, I had the opportunity to go to trial and see the, uh, the Leafs and the Panthers up there. And Saturday? Saturday. Right. I really love the Air Canada Center. I have upper deck seats up there. Well, you know, a guy uh, from Toronto who's been up there a few days ago, maybe the same game, was telling me that the Air Canada Center is nice, but it's not as the uh, lobby, for example. The, the uh, area in the lobby isn't as wide and spacious as the uh, Macarena. And he said, uh, you know, it's glitzy and it's nice, but it's uh, no atmosphere. Oh, that that part of it might be a little bit true, but in the upper deck you have fanny room, you got leg room, and the sight lines are so much better. And the right. Macarena, the guy's head's always blocking my view. I'm looking around, I can't see nothing. In, in, in Canada, it was great. I could see the hallways, the fans. And, 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 and the other guy told me that uh, you, one of the goal lights at uh, the Air Canada Center, at the uh, hangar, as they call it, you can't see it, just like here. And the shot clock didn't work there that night either. Oh, and this is in Toronto. Yeah. Foster Hewitt is spinning in his grave. Yeah. I was reading an article up there. I was there in the Toronto newspaper. They're talking about how they're having problems with the ice because they're not used to having uh, basketball and hockey back I'm and forth. the same forth. thing, yeah. They say they need at least three days to uh, really get it set and working well. Well, they better get some tips because they do it in Boston. They do it in Detroit. They've been doing it a lot of other places for years. They better uh, learn what it's all about. Uh, just another thing. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to go to Alan Stanley's uh, hockey camp because I used to live in Rochester. Right. And 
I always wonder what happened to Alan Stanley. And finally, when they had the uh, the final uh, ceremonies at the Maple Leaf Gardens, oh, there he was. Yeah, there he I was. always wonder what happened to him. The guy looked just the same now as he did 25 years ago. That was great. Horton, that was great. Horton and Stanley, Brewer and Vaughn. Oh, yeah. man. The, the Leafs had their own, like, a little uh, Hall of Fame up in this, like, around the second floor at the uh, Air Canada Center with the oh, old really? uniforms and photos and stuff. It's good. I went to the Hall of Fame that day, too. It's been five hours there. It was a great time. I'll get up there before the season ends. Yeah. Well, thanks, thank you. Thanks a lot, pal. Bye-bye. Go Leafs, go, eh? Had a tough game last night, but like I said, Cujo, yeah. See, one thing about Curtis Joseph, he'll play great. Like the first game down here, he'll play great for most of the game. And then as soon as he gives up the first one, all of a sudden, oh, he loses his confidence and he becomes a sieve. It doesn't happen too often, thank God, but it happens uh, like last night against Jersey. Hey, let's not talk about this stuff. Let's talk about important stuff like golf. Open line in uh, uh, Broward, two of them, five, six, seven. Let's get some lunch, by the way. Jim's sitting here starving, not talking bop, 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 like that. We gotta get some food in this joint. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Some of that uh, Nisi ball sounds good with cheese and uh, meat and cheese and whatever that is in there. Some of those good balls, not the chocolate salty ones. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing today? Great. Never That's been better, good. sir. I think I'm making a comeback. In sp- I think that game shook me out of my uh, whatever I've had. Oh, uh, I'm sure it did because I got home last night and my dad told me it's five to zero. I was so happy and everything. I got to work this morning. Yeah. I saw it seven to five. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. The fact that they tied it was staggering. The fact that they then went on and scored two quick goals, like in about a half a second, and won seven to five, like we had left the ice. This was just you left there speechless. Speechless. I didn't get. I didn't get to see any of the game, but I would like to know were they were they actually on the ice at the end of the game? No, they actually. I I think you know how the buzzer keeps going off at the wrong time in the arena. Yeah, I think they heard that and they like left with about ten minutes to go, and that uh, created a problem for Sean Burke. Everybody left except the goaltender. Wow, that's amazing. And by the way, I want to apologize because nobody else would. I want to apologize to Sean Burke, who's played so great this season and gets no credit for on, on behalf of the other his teammates who owe him an apology. They left him alone. They left him naked. Which is a scary hey. thought, by the way. Sean Burke is God. He's been great. In closing? And when some jackball like Jeff DeFlores gets on here and blames Sean Burke for losing a game last night, uh, he don't know his ass from Ed Jackman's elbow. Yep. That hey, was his life in Brad Park. Yes, sir. Were you fudge packing? Weak. Very weak. Was that weak or what? All right. Yeah. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. 5670560, pound 560. I mean, just the way he said it with no, and it fit right in well, by the way. Perfect for this town. With no feeling, no emotion, no passion. Where's the passion? 23 years and a few days I've been searching for the passion in this town. If I found it, no. will I ever find it? No. How about the passion? No. Yeah, isn't that AM? The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the one to two hour. Are you sure? She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Alright. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And 
Then I can saw the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars reportedly to go in blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the Overy office, working on a practical joke. He took a mac and noodle, put an exploding load in for Monica was blowing rings of smoke. <laughs> Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind, but a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Poor people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband, feel that Hillary was wronged. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bomb. Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind, but a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Can do you see? Yeah, just master is faster. Oh yeah. What you gotta do is take a tip of Rillo and put it in a brillo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh Oh, speaking of life, by the way, this brings to mind a wild story I heard at the arena last night before the game. You know how they put the new carpeting in upstairs at Power 96? And the rumor is the guy was in the process of laying it and the carpeting, too. And somebody, I don't want to say it was from the morning show on Power 96, was munching carpet up on the third floor. We have an open line in Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. That's the rumor. Do we believe it? Yes. Here's Miami Springs. Hello. You want a motion? What is it? You want someone to spew? I'm ready to spew about this. Yeah. I've had it. This thing, Randy Miller said it. He finally said something I agree with last night. Yeah. you got to compete. I don't care what level of sports you play. I, I play hockey. I pay $150 to play 12 games in a league. Yes, sir. And every time I go out there, I, just, I love being out there, and I skate my ass off. Mm-hmm. At every level of any sports club, you've got to want to compete. They just didn't want to do it last night. How can you have an entire team? How can you have all these people out there putting out no effort except for Sean Burke, who was left defenseless? How can you have that? How is it possible? The only person that deserves no blame for this is Pavel. Right, he, but he but he wasn't out there at that exactly. time. Exactly. That's the only reason why. Right. Every player on that ice deserves some of the blame for this. I'm not saying it was Sean Burke's fault, but I think the thing to do when it was 5-3, five, 5-4, five, Take the time, pull the goalie, even if it's not his fault. No, don't pull the goalie. I'll just call a timeout and settle everybody down. I think give him, you make give the him a chance to catch his breath. I think you make the change because it, it was not nice. I don't. Not not at that point in the game. What, what do you wait for? I, 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 something had to be done. Timeout. I think I would have think changing the goalie would have been the thing to do. 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you think that, sir. I don't agree. You can keep saying that over and over, and uh, we just disagree. I don't, I don't agree with that. Another one other point about this organization. Yes. Uh, you've had it right on the head. We, we've been touted the, the, the company line on this for three, four the years now. The youngsters in the organization, he says it the same way, with the same, uh, you know, lisp and the same bullcrap and the same affectation and the affectation on the organization. He's been peddling the same line and David J. Neal and Michael Russo keep putting this crap in the newspaper. Whatever they tell him to put in there, they just keep feeding through the propaganda mill. And the people there, most of them are so unknowledgeable about the, oh yeah, that's right, this one's gonna be great. And in the meantime, they're not. You've got young kids that are pushing for a roster spot. They give them the damn roster. Spot. That's right. Sid Niemeyer down. Yeah. Sid Kartner down. Right. Well, they did like slugs that don't know that don't know their 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 ass from the end of their hockey stick. Right. Sit them down and put someone in the game that wants to skate. Yeah. I've had it. Okay. Thanks. Okay, there. What do you say? Motion or lotion? It puts the lotion in the basket. We got 62 open lines in date five six seven oh five sixty. Pound. You know, I was also thinking about that song. The fact that one assumes. Even though we haven't read the gory details that after uh, the president put the cigar in Monica's vagina, uh, that well, no, you assume that after that he smoked it. It was smoking and the cigar too, right? That he put it in his mouth. Was it in the wrapper while he was doing that? Was he was he the rapper? No, he was doing a little hip hop. She was doing a hip hop. Can't you envision that? She was doing hip. Well, at any rate, my point being, since we keep hearing from all these people who are into more exotic things like anal sex you follow what i'm saying if they've graduated beyond the point of putting the cigar in their partner's vagina to putting it in their partner's rectum at which point one would hope and pray that they're not lighting up after that you you, you see what i'm saying well i'm telling you these people need instructions in this time they're very very uh you know easily swayed well the cigar's already brown they're very uh Two open lines in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, I've had some cigars that tasted like <laughs> and wondered where they had been. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, one name I haven't heard. I've been listening about an hour or so. Uh, what about Scott Melody? He is the captain, isn't he? I mean, where we see last, uh, last, last 20 minutes of the game? Scored a nice goal there earlier in the game on that two-on-one with Dvorak. Nice pass, Radek. Nice goal by Melody, but uh, you're right. He disappeared. He, he vanished. He's supposed to be, uh, I'm not saying he's going to be having Mark Messier as far as emotion goes, but I mean, every time I see him on the bench, he's like, he's just like, he had his head down uh, at the start of the third period. Yeah, did he? I mean, you know, I mean, I think he's a great guy and all that, but I mean, what about motivation? I mean, I, 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 I think what you just said, though, points out what I would have been saying all along, and that as soon as they realized that Burry re-injured the knee and he wasn't coming back, yeah. they just yeah. gave up. They threw, up, threw in the towel. Next question is, what, they knew Burry had been hit badly uh, and dirty by foot. Right. Why didn't Melanby lead the charge against foot? Why didn't the big black guy, number 28, named Peter, who supposedly is the enforcer, the one that everybody loves and raves about, why, when he was out there later in the game, didn't he even the score? That's what I'm still waiting for an explanation. Just everybody and their brother. They, I mean, to show you what smart fans we got, I go in there, I'm sitting down before the game. Are they talking about Pavel Bure? No. They're talking about, oh, Peter's playing tonight. Where else playing tonight? Okay, if that's what you like, if you like the goon stuff, fine. But if that's his function on the team, go out there and do it when it means something. He does play a lot better when Alex Six is in there, who should have been playing. Alex Six is one of the few guys that plays his heart out. Yeah, and, and he's a hard-nosed guy. That's right. That's the kind of guy we need in there. And you know what? He's Kick got some, some brains. He's got some brains. Yeah. He knows how to play the game. Right. He's experienced. 
He's motivated. Uh, but where was the big guy uh, named Peter last night after that incident? After uh, after a uh, uh, foot picked up uh, Beret and uh, slam dunked him on the ice. I have no idea. Was was he in the game much after that? I, yeah, he I was in know. there. He had several shifts. Again, again, you got to start with the captain. Where, where the hell was he? Okay. Well, okay, there's a guy I don't like, Melonby. I, I like Melonby, but he's right. And, of course, uh, you can spread it around. They all stunk. It stinks! In Miami town. At 560 WQAM. Is she really trying to help him in big way? Well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that the Dom frame you're wearing? Gee, must be great in meeting him. Is he picking you up after Moss today? By the way, where did you meet him? We met at a refinery. He turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture? Yes, we see. That's when I fell for the leader of the rack. He loved to let those guns plummet down. They say he came from the wrong side of town. They say they came from the wrong side of town. They told me he was foul. Never shaved or showered or changed his towel. That's why I fell for the leader of Iraq. One day my dad said find someone new. I had to tell my so damn with what you. You better go find somebody new. I told him I couldn't wait for him to go ahead and bunk away. That's when he shot me. The leader of the rack. Sam, no, don't shoot the damn. No. What's the thing at 560 WQM? I think Joe Costello had a pretty good observation about last night's game. They stunk. We have two open lines in date, 5670560 in pound. I mean, it's only one game, and I realize most of you don't care about hockey, and it's like I'm sacrificing the show today. But it was such a cataclysmic event in the history of human events. I mean, you know, even just as a sporting event, I think there have been maybe World War II might, maybe, maybe Vietnam. But other than that, You'd have to go a long way to find anything more devastating than what happened right there in Sunrise last night. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I doubt it. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How are you tonight? Great. This afternoon. This evening. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What style of humor is DeForest trying to do? Jeff DeForest? Yeah. I have no clue. Uh, he, he he comes up, he starts like talking about something, and I guess he's trying to be funny. Yeah. Would you explain it? To are, you, are you knocking Jeff DeForest? Well, actually, I mean, go I think, ahead if you want to, but I'm just wondering. I think Mike Ranieri is funnier than well, Jeff. Well, he's going to be starting on April 1st. That's no April Fool either, by the way. Is that serious? Yeah. Great. Well, Mike Ranieri, Henry and he has Farrell. no clue. He has no clue because you're right. Because you know the defense broke down. In fact, uh, I mean, Sean Burke, I would come, sue. For him I would to sue come on here this morning and then right at the end, which is the only thing I hear their last four minutes usually, and to blame Sean Burke 
who was left there alone. You could have put Grandma Moses out there and had the same result because, for Christ's sake, what do you do without anybody else uh, doing anything? They might as well just had six players and have an empty net. They might have, they might have all, no, they might have just had him and every, every play would have been a penalty shot and just see how many, like, like they do with the, uh, you know, the skills competition at the All-Star game. You know, how many can you stop, Sean? There's nobody else out there to help you. How many can you stop? Right. He could uh, he can actually sue them for lack of. Well, Defoe is uh, you know he's busy schmoozing and eating I guess during the game. They should do that show from the Rascal House because I swear they're the three Holy. oldest blue hairs. They like you know like uh, Hank does it from Shula's. They Holy. should do that from the old Rascal House. Yeah. Because there are three old biddies on the morning. Okay, sir. I'll give Geldy a big kiss for you. Geldy, by the way, who's so desperate for material that he thinks I'm going to get into a pissing contest with him in that stupid morning show. Forget it, Geldy. Small potatoes, sweetheart. We have an open line in uh, Broward, all three in Dade, 5670560. Oh, it's been a real push here today. On another day, you'd think you'd come in and the phones would be just hopping off the hook. They'd be hip-hopping all over this town. Are they hip-hopping? No. Nah, you know, maybe like maybe 10 other people are all worked up to a frenzy. That's it. They don't care. That's the one good thing about living in a place like this. They don't care. No matter how many murders they are, no matter how many uh, uh, violent uh, acts of any kind, they don't care. You can't uh, shake these bastards up. They don't give a crap. No. So that's good, in a way. Nothing phases them. Just where is the free food? In fact, where is our free food, God damn it? So anyway, George called over to my dermatologist to keep you up to date with that. Did they have the results? No. I mean, I don't want to put Stanley under a lot of pressure. He's a great guy. He got me right in there the other day. He's a big Panther fan. He's from Toronto. I love him so far. But you've noticed every doctor that I go to, and I've told you this before, the greatest doctor is the last one you went to. Because you walk out of there and you think, all right, I finally found somebody who knows what they're talking about. And then a few days later, it's like, ah, oh, geez. You know, like my friend at the Cleveland Clinic. See, I don't, I don't understand. When somebody comes in and describes a whole bunch of symptomology, if there is such a word, and you just, like, uh, pick something out of the ear. Like I said, well, a caller of mine, you know, said that I was allergic to the air. She was allergic to Adelaide. Had a, oh, yeah, that's it. Classic symptoms. No, that's exactly what he said, Dr. Pascunyak, except for the rash. And then I look up in the PDR, and a rash is one of the symptoms of allergy to Adelaide, which he didn't even have that right. That was a month ago. Tomorrow will be one month, 30 days. Was he right? No. And then when I went back the second time, remember I took the day off. That was on a Tuesday. I took the day off because I thought, Jesus, this is getting to be a pain in the uh, puss. Don't worry. You're fine. It's great. It's this. But I mean, give it a little bit of time. That was it. Because they don't spend the time. They don't devote the time to do it right. Oh, and by the way, where the hell am I going to get my oil changed on both cars? Are we going to have to go back to our friends at Executive Mobile? We love them, our Greek friends, but they probably hate me like poison because I ripped them because they overinflated my tires two times in a row. If they would just leave my tires alone, I don't want a freebie. I'd be glad to pay for it. I'm used to that. The oil change, that is. Not too much else lately. But at any rate... Let me say it again. You go to Amsterdam, you have to pay for sex. Seriously, George, if you have to pay for sex over there, then you might as well just blow your brains out. I mean, it's interesting to go, like if you're of that persuasion, to go and see all the hookers in the uh, in the windows in the red light district. It's interesting. I don't have to pay for it here. Why should I have to pay for it there? Not what I hear. All those flowers I gave you to take home from Mr. Ego. Oh, that's barter. Yeah, oh, I see. Barter. Trade out. Well, he learned that from this place. Trade out. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I wanted to ask you a couple things. First right off, ahead. in regards to the game last night, 
Um, well, actually, in regard to the whole morning's topic about uh, the young guys not pulling a weight and this and that, just wanted all to get of your these opinion. things. Yeah. <laughs> all of these things, right? Wanted to get your opinion on what you think the uh, these the trading deadlines coming up, and they did blow their wad on Burry. Uh-huh. Uh, who would you trade, and who for, if you can do anything like that? Then because uh, you're not going to spend a lot of money. And secondly, uh, the three guys in the morning who claim to be sports people and know hockey, obviously we know they don't they don't know anything. But uh, why doesn't the station, uh, you know, employ somebody? Not other than yourself, but you know somebody to talk about hockey. I don't know if there's anybody in town that lives on it, ex-NHLers. No. Come, come from other cities where they have those guys on talk shows during the day. Yeah. Nothing down here. It's just a couple guys talking about horse racing, uh, gambling, and maybe you'll get something there about hockey. And, and uh, you, left about you left out golf. You left out golf. Well, I, I kind of like golf, so what, that's another topic. So mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, just basically, what do you think about a trading deadline? Who would you trade? Who for? I would unload. Well, I mean, who would you trade? It all depends. Uh, I would get rid of Niedermeyer for sure. I would get rid of Kirk Muller, but nobody, I don't think anybody will take either one of them. Maybe there might still be some interest in Niedermeyer, but, uh, he's dead weight. They're paying him a fortune. He's outside of, uh, Bure. He's the highest paid player on the team, and he's not pulling his weight. He may be pulling something else, but he ain't pulling his weight. <laughs> but his, what about, uh, go ahead. But when you say, who would you trade him for? I mean, I can give you a whole list of people I'd like to have, but that doesn't mean they're available or that we're going to get them. In order to get, see, this was the thing. Vancouver, and I give Brian Murray all the credit in the world for this. Uh, they were in a, Brian Burke was in a desperate situation with Bure because he refused to play there. They had to get something for him. Just like sure. Calgary had to get something for Theo Fleury because he's going to be a free agent. So they had to get something. So we made a, that, was we, a, that was a horrible trade. We, mean, we, we, made, trade. we made a yeah. steal in getting Pavel Bury and Brett Hedekin, oh. which a lot of people forget. But no, Brett Hedekin played sir, but that great. Only he, happens he was, he was once, worth getting rid of Jovanovski. <laughs> but it only happens once in a lifetime. In other, oh. in other words, in order to get some somebody good, you have to have somebody in to trade. We don't have that many people right now. I see that uh, are that marketable. Yeah, there's. I'm, I'm sure there's definitely a people out there, or teams out there, would like to have Niedermeyer. I don't. Like you said, I don't know what you're going to get for him, but, uh, you know, the, the only how problem about, is, you know what, you trade somebody away like that. Or how about a Ruben, Ruben Sandwich would be a good deal? <laughs> and then you end up come? with a Stu Barnes deal, or you end up with a deal where uh, they go and they play somewhere else. Well, listen, they, give, they give, it up. give my regards to Chris Wells. <laughs> yeah. Have a great day. We have an open line at day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Seven. What is it? Miami. Seven. Do you hear, what is he saying? Seven? Yes, yeah, seven. seven come eleven, yeah. Whatever you say. Another one of your people. Open line in day one in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Aren't those people saying? I mean really, really uh-huh. oh God. Come on, how about just how about some macaroni and cheese? You know, how about how about a cheeseburger? That's part of American culture, you know? Just get into it a little bit, you know, you'd be amazed. Here's a lady in North Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing today? Great. Never been better, ma'am. I think I'm making a comeback out of the wilderness. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, you're doing great. Yes. Two things on TV I saw yesterday. One was funny and one was disgusting. And yeah. no, I'm not talking about Monica or the hockey team last night. Mm-hmm. The first that thing, was disgusting. Oh, That I, was even more disgusting than Monica, if that's possible. <laughs> that's slow. Oh, God. The first thing that was funny, you mentioned William Davidson, who bought the Tampa Bay. He's got is, the that, big, that, is that his name? Uh, William Davidson, yeah. The guy, um, the guy that owns the Pistons? Um, I'm not sure, but when I saw well, him... I thought, I thought the other guy's name, wasn't it Arthur Williamson? I don't know, I guess similar names, whatever, it doesn't make any difference. Anyway, when I saw him on TV yesterday, he's got the biggest goddamn ears I have ever seen. Really? 
Oh, they're huge. The mm-hmm. next time you see him on TV, look, you'll see what I'm talking about. Well, that'll be good because when he, if this is the guy that bought the lightning, when everybody in the crowd, when all 200 people are yelling, hey, you guys suck, he'll hear it loud and close. <laughs> he'll be able to hear him, yeah. Right. The other thing that was disgusting uh, uh, was that, that asshole who had one of his hands crushed in an accident. Then he had his other hand amputated and transplanted to where the injured one used to be. Did anybody right. see that? No. Oh, man, it's so good. You should see that his hand looks like it's on, I mean, well, it's his left hand is on where his right hand used to be. It's right. the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah, but seen. I heard his left ear is where his rectum's supposed to be, so you ought to see that. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, hell, if, if I had my, I'm right-handed, and if I had my right hand, you know, destroyed in an accident, yeah. I would learn how to do business with my left hand. Yeah, but you're not a guy. See, guys need, uh, you know. Well, they've got years of practice. Well, that's true. You can hold one of those instruments in either hand. <laughs> have a great day, sweetheart. All right. May I have the honors of calling someone a douchebag? Go ahead. To my sister Nina, you are that old lady douchebag that's been hanging in grandma's cause, uh, grandma's uh, uh, thing uh, shower for thirty years, even though she hasn't used it. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Whatever you said. She said she's been hanging it. We have an open line in date. You got the hang of it yet or what, huh? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. That guy I called before that was depressing when he said he likes golf. Oh. I mean, I realize we don't all like the same music. You know what I'm saying? But golf. Oh, Jesus! You've got to be. I mean, these people can't be serious. Can they? Boy, do we love the Beach Boys? Yeah. Or what, huh? Anybody don't like the Beach Boys is a communist as far as I'm concerned. They're looking for glory holes. Al Gore. Al Gore, as you have never heard or seen him before. Four years ago, you gave me your nomination to be vice president. This is some crap. I've been watching you doing that Macarena on television. And if I could have your silence, I would like to demonstrate for you the Al Gore version of the Macarena. I am not trying to do Macarena. 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 Would you like to see it again? No. Tango mucha compasión. Tengo mucha emoción. When your alarm goes off in the morning, Macarena. When one of your children reaches for cereal and fruit, Macarena. 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 Well, who would screw anything as wooden as him, right? 132 at 560 WQM, even Tipper ain't here. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a call in the Grove. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. ¿Qué pasó, Neil? How you doing? How are you? Great. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. That lady that called uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about that arm, she was calling the guy an asshole. Yeah. Well, he didn't have no much of a choice. What happens is... One of his arms got crushed, and his hand, his left hand, got crushed also, so they had to remove his right hand and connect it to his left hand. So the hip bone's connected to the uh, hand bone? <laughs> to the yeah, hand something bone? like that. Anyway, Joe, I just called you to tell you, where my gong? Okay. What do you say? A lot of coins uh, all over the place? 
We have two open lines in date, 5670560560. What are you shaking your head about? It's a one pony thing there. That's all they got. That's their act. That's the beginning, the middle, and the end. That's the routine. A little more Dusty Springfield, just a couple of seconds here, okay? She's in. Paper set 59, 59, 60. It don't make any difference. When I said I Retired Supreme Court Justice Terry Blackman, he's been. You said you would of course, he was 190 years old. That's old enough. It wasn't me who changed but you. Oh! And now you've gone away. Come on, just a few more seconds when we get to that real... Don't you see that now you've gone No. And I'm left here on my own. I would say this was your best song. That I had Please don't say I only want to be with you, which I played before. That wasn't your best song. Come on, get with us, sweetheart. You don't have to say you love me, just be close at hand. Oh! Now, how about how about this? This is pretty good. Huh? Come on, sweetheart. Father O'Toole, God. Okay. Dusty Springfield, she's dead. Just a little tribute here on this show, since nobody else in town cares. They don't give a crap. They don't have Dusty Springfield from Rick Springfield. Well, quite honestly, he looked a lot better. Huh? Well, he was a lot prettier than she was. I'm not sure which was the most feminine, but he was a lot prettier. Huh? Remember when Rick Springfield used to be on guiding on, on General Hospital? Do you? I never watched it, but I I, 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 well, I'm always a guiding light guy, but I do remember those days. In fact, I would flip over there once in a while to see Rick Springfield. You know who else used to be on there? That disgusting pig, Richard Simmons. He used to be on there. And you know who else? John Stamos, Blackie. I mean, has he got Dick Clark syndrome or something? He doesn't age. He doesn't like. He still looks uh, the same. Pretty good. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I put the blame on last night squarely at the feet of Terry Murray. Yes. I think when you have an insurmountable lead such as that, there's no yeah, seemingly excuse. Seemingly an insurmountable lead, yes. Uh, there's no excuse to blow that kind of a lead. Yeah. I, I think... I mean, not it, even it, calling a timeout to slow the bleeding nothing. down. It just, that, uh, that would have been Doug McClain on the, on the bench. Brian Murray would have been going nuts this morning. Yeah. Calling That's for a good the point. Head. I mean, I, I was waiting for Terry Murray to just throw a white towel out there at center I, I mean, right he and was, say, okay, we he get back. He had no later. emotion last night. Yeah, well, he never does. He showed no well, emotion. When's, when's the last time you ever, other than getting pissed off at an official and the officiating was the worst, but when's the last time you ever saw him have any emotion on the bench? Never. He stands there with Zero. his arms folded like Roger Nielsen, like a Zero. statue. We already had one statue here. Zero. And, I mean, Niedermeyer, he looks like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. Exactly. He's that, out that's, a very, that's very well he's, said. He's in a fog. He's yeah. in a total fog mm-hmm. out there. Okay, Neil. Good luck to us, sir. Bye. Saturday will be the big test, baby. All you guys out there, all you players, all you men, we'll see what real men we got in this organization, okay? Carolina Hurricanes come in here. And I told you they're for real, didn't I? I told you that weeks and weeks ago. Ah, they'll fall. Yeah, right. They just keep winning and winning and 68 points. 
Open line in day one in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. What are we gonna do about the gorillas in our midst? Here's Lake Worth. Hello. Hey Neil, how are yes, you? Yes, sir. Great. Hey, good. I uh, just wanted to call you and voice my opinion about that lousy game last night. Yes, terrible. Horrible. We gotta, mean, you know something? They ought, they ought to call in right now on this station and announce that everybody that's kept their stub from last night gets a refund. Yep, not Bring a bad idea. Stub. Not a bad idea. And Rimmer can buy some beer for us all. Oh, yeah, hold your breath on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was sitting there watching the game. They um, stunk. They, they totally stunk. They, they stunk to join out. Um, Sitting there watching the game, I'm hanging out with a buddy of mine who's pitching for St. Louis. He wants, it's 5 nothing. he wants to watch this Monica Lewinsky crap. I'm like, all right, the game's a blowout, we won, go ahead. Uh, I turned back, I couldn't believe it. I just absolutely couldn't believe it. We, we go into a Publix after the game, and there's some hockey fans, and there's some people that know me, and they say, oh, you were at the game? And I said, yeah. And I told them what happened, and they just stood there, they, they actually dropped their meat on the floor. Yeah. That's how shocked they were in the public's meat department. They dropped their uh, goods on the floor. And their meat, too. Right. Unbelievable. Okay, good luck to us. Um, yeah, yeah, can I call some people douchebags? Go ahead. Uh, Florida Panthers, you're a bunch of flaming douchebags. Okay. With spineless. And, by the way, Jennifer wants to ask a question of those guys that were out there in the third period last night. Anybody have a heart or a liver? No. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Walter Payton, don't come around here looking for a transplant. They got no organs over there. They only got one organ, I think, and they were all having a group yank on it in the uh, third period. Boy, brutal. How can a group of human beings be as ineffectual, be as uh, pathetic and embarrassing and humiliating and degrading, especially right on the heels of having, I mean, everybody was really into it last night. Had almost a full house, packed crowd on a weeknight. Real enthusiastic, real excited. Bray had everybody, it was scintillating, as Danny Gallivan would say, scintillating. The breakaway, the shorthanded breakaway was fantastic. The power play goal was great. And then the uh, the goal from the circle there, that impossible shot, Patrick Frog gives him like a little tiny space, and he shoots it in there over his shoulder right in the uh, top shelf in the net. Unbelievable. Probably we're going nuts. And you tore our kishkis out. You just reached in. You know how they have that, that phony surgery in the Far East, you know, where they do the thing where they supposedly reach your hands and they have all the chicken blood and everything? Make you th- Yeah, they reached their hands into our innards and tore our kishkis out. God. We want a goddamn refund, okay? 20 till 2 at 560 QM. Hank with that golf stuff from Doral at 2. Luke Shambi, 6 o'clock tonight. He's getting bigger by the minute. He's gigantic in the industry. 10 o'clock, the Ed Kaplan Gambling Show. Tom Schumer, I f***ing
Won't you give me 12 steps? Give me 12 steps, sponsor. Give me 13, maybe more. I'm getting real tired of blowing my paycheck, then blowing 1.4. One forty-five at five sixty WQM. We got sixty-two open lines. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hear anything from my uh, doctor yet? By the way, no, no. Thanks to uh, well, Nisi's not there today, so thanks to Chuck and whoever made this. I special that I get from over at the sub center across the street. Meatballs with cheese, onions, mmm, great stuff. Pure Atkins, by the way. And I sent Hank over that uh, Dr. Bernstein book. By the way, I do want to make one point, okay, since I'm always ragging on people, and they deserve it. Uh, the nephew, Chris Reed, there's a good guy. See, there are some good people working in this joint, and there's one of them. Even if he is related, he still can't help that. He's a good guy. Actually does some work. Actually, you know, makes an effort to do something constructive. Good guy. There's one. Oh! Well, think about it for the rest. By the way, Scott Schwartz ain't here anymore. You want to hear about that? I think tomorrow I'll tell you all the stories about Scott Schwartz and why he left here. I warn you, Scott. I said, don't even think about coming here. I warn you. Didn't I tell you? Yes. Maniac comes to work in our sales department. He was gone like in the middle of the night, just like Tom uh, Likas bailed out of Miami in the middle of the night on his way to Phoenix in his car without telling anybody. Scott Schwartz just vanished in the middle of the night like Ray Land. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Congratulations on your 23 years. Thank you, sir. By the way, screw Brian Murray. Bring back Tommy Denenberg. He puts the motion in the lotion. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's his uh, material. By the way, how's Tommy Denenberg doing? There's a guy that we ought to have over here. He's still the world's biggest asshole, Tom Denenberg. Tom Denenberg. Oh! Thank you. But he's a good asshole, right? Right. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Yeah, hi, Neil. How you doing? Love Great. the show. Thank you, sir. Listen, sir, I, I got to tell you something that happened to me yesterday at the Doral. I was over at the Doral, and I, it's the only day you can really take your kids, you know, whatever, because it's not yeah. that crowded. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Story, man. Who almost ran me over, but none other than I almost threw up right there. My wife almost threw up, but Story, Lou man. Holtz. Uh-huh. Lou Holtz was right there. Yeah. Great. Well, I hope the, the three of you had a good time. We have an open line of date, 567. That was Story Man. 567 0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a guy that went to the golf tournament, okay? They went to a <laughs> golf tournament. Oh, wouldn't you be ashamed? Wouldn't you be embarrassed? I mean, you know, there are a lot of things you don't want to tell people, like if you've got a small penis, if you're, like, uh, in the closet, if you, like, uh, you know, have a deformed uh, rectum, whatever. There are many things that are embarrassing you don't want to go around uh, announcing. But to admit that you actually went to a golf tournament? Please. <laughs> Boy, that closet must be gigantic. Here's a mobile in Cutler Ridge. Hello. Neil, how are you this afternoon? Great. Now, who's the guy that disappeared in the middle of the night? Tom don't like us. Like our defense. Yeah, that's Here, right. In the middle of the fact, night. I could have put him out there last night, that big pudgy ball of crap. He might have done better. Uh, a couple of things what I've heard mostly today. This is a game that you just file away and forget. We stole one from Detroit, but we kind of got stung last night. Put that in a can and never look at it again. You file Hope it away it never and you forget again. it? And things, and, and never to even think about it really yeah, but, was. But, but if you a, really want to be objective, sir, you look at this season with all of these ties. What do we got? Fifteen ties, some out, outrageous amount. You got to win which, some of those. You have to. You I mean, and, and in most of those games, except for the Detroit and the first Toronto game, which were nice comebacks. But other than that, most of those tie games, including all of the Carolina games so far, were games when they had the lead twice, three times, and they True. blew the lead over and over again and had to settle for a tie, which uh, they need those True. points. Well. 
I agree with don't pull the goalie. That's a no-win situation. Let him. He was just playing by himself. I do agree that if there was a time for a game misconduct, one of our guys should have done it after Bure went out. I mean, Rob right. Ray would have done it. King that's would have that's done right. it. That's right. You're right. You know, uh, should have gone out there and gone done. nuts. They should have gone after Adam Foot and just right uh, cleaned his clock. Right. You know, missing him isn't a big deal. He's not an offensive threat. Right. And I disagree with that other guy. Don't. It's not Mellonby's fault. You know, Mellonby's not as outspoken and loud as Scrutlin was. Mellonby has his own style. It, you know, you can blame him along with everyone else for last night. But yeah, I, I like sure Mellonby. He's, he's got a nice he's goal a there, and he, take, he takes a lot of crap, and he's old and plodding and mm-hmm. doesn't skate all that fast. But he goes out there and usually gives you real good effort. Yeah. I like Mellonby. He takes too much crap. Let's try to do it again Saturday. Okay. Best of luck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, don't say let's try to do, do it again. <laughs> well, let's not do that again, please. I couldn't take one more of those. Any information on Pavel Bury when he's coming back? No. The, uh, the status of that injury? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is your sports station. I'm looking for some information. We got any? No. And by the way, let me say it again. Jim Berry and Jimmy Syphilis, we just had a bulletin come in. They've eloped. They're joined at the hip. They're on a bus to someplace. And we hope it's only a one-way ticket. Nice coverage last night, you bozos. What do we got to see? Do we get information? No. Oh, we see Jimmy Syphilis standing in the pouring rain, standing outside Madison Square Garden like we're impressed, okay? Like that really butched up his image. <laughs> God. Who are you kidding, Jimmy, sweetheart? Yes? Your results are not in yet. Well, when the hell are they going to be in already? See, this this is getting, like, uh, ponderous. Let's get the show on the road with this. Find out what they'll all, uh, to be honest with you, I feel a lot better. Once I hear the results, oh, it's a leprosy, then I'll probably feel worse again.